Yo, what's good, people? This is the Option Podcast. This is episode one fifty nine, maybe. Man, you know we move. We're moving fast, dude. <laughs> that guy over there looks yeah. like Sean Ledig. Let's get that intro in. The episode starts right now. Come on, Ladig. Yes. Yo. Yo, yo. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's Sean, so I got to do this. Okay, guys, you have asked, you have asked, you have asked, and now you shall receive because you know what's coming. I've got to give the people, dun, 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 give the people what they want. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Sean. It's better with time. You know what I mean? <laughs> Agent like wine. Some people like right. vinegar. For me, I'm going to take my wine and I'm going to drink a glass of that wine with one Sean Ledig. Welcome to the show, baby. When I first saw you in a suit over the weekend, I was like, man, he's in a lot of trouble. He going to court? <laughs> I'm like, I felt like Mr. T, hey, you in a suit. You in a lot of trouble. <laughs> oh, right? I try, I try not to yeah. make that the norm. I try, yeah. to, I try to stay comfortable, you know? Yeah. I guess, um, yeah, walk me through where you just came from this weekend and this and that. Yeah. We keep the moods uh, well, light light to cut, um, to tolerate the, som- the somber. Um, yeah, flow is yours, um, man. Well, what I did is I actually uh, just got back from a funeral of one of the boys that I had coached a little bit. And he was actually Seth, my son, one of his partners in a couple of tournaments. And he's just 16 years old. He passed away last Saturday in an accident. Um, Christian Tullis is his name. So yeah, definitely. Like I talked to you about that. I just want to dedicate this whole, this whole segment to him. Cause, uh, great kid, even that his great family. Um, he's 16. He was actually coming back from the Louisiana state volleyball championships in Lafayette. His dad is the lead head coach for Pope John Paul out there in Slidell, just a powerhouse of a team in Louisiana. He's with an uneducated guest, I guess we could probably Google some of this, but I'm almost positive he's probably one of the most highly decorated um, indoor volleyball coaches in the state of Louisiana, whether it's from high school, club. He's got a club called Waddle Dob, mm-hmm. and they, they're a powerhouse. I mean, yeah. they kick out, they kick collegiate girls. They're, they're a North Shore team. It's just like how Diggs had those two teams together. They kick out more college-ready um, athletes than I think any other clubs in the in the state but um the christian was in an accident he passed away um on the scene so 16 it was rough i got the news early saturday morning on my way to jujitsu and uh i mean i I called danny Um, i'm surprised yeah he even answered but he was actually in lafayette about to coach or get ready to coach this the state championship volleyball game so and his daughter plays with him and I, I mean, I don't think we had I, 30 seconds of me sobbing and telling how sorry I was because it's just it, it hits you hard, you know, when you've got a 18 year old son, a 15, a 15 year old daughter, you know, seven year old son. And I've, I've watched Christian grow up. Um, I watched his sisters grow up. I mean, they, the reason I'm even playing today is because of Danny. Um, <clears throat> I met Danny at a single A volleyball tournament at Bruce White's uh, complex that was in Mississippi. Um, he had opened one up. And uh, we were, I think we were playing A. It might have been in 2010, you know, right whenever I just started playing in leagues and everything out of Coconut Beach. And uh, I met Danny. His, him and his daughter were playing in A. She's maybe nine or ten years old at the time. Her name is Ainsley. 
She actually plays for Southeastern uh, Louisiana right now, which actually they are they made it to the NCAA tournament. They won their I think Southland. I think that's their conference. Okay. So she had a bit. She had a big weekend. You know, they they had to deal with all types of adversity. So number one, I got to give the whole family just. Danny coaches the next day in the state championship. They they, they got runner up. His his sister was playing on that team. Allie, she's a, she's a wonderful girl. Um, and then Ainsley, she's got the whole she's got the conference cha- tournament and championship this week and this weekend. They ended up pulling that out, and uh, she's just you know so kudos to them. And then today we had this uh, funeral, which it was rough. It was rough walking in there <laughs> as a coach, as a family friend, seeing all these kids. You know, some you've coached, but he was he actually was a he swam. He was a basketball player. This kid was, I mean, he's like me. I started laughing. I, like one of those I was, super I athletes, yeah. He was a super good athlete. We were talking. I mean, he was dunking in ninth grade, which me and him would talk about. I was like, you dunking yet, boy? He's like, oh, I, I got one in the game. So, you know, he would show me videos. He played, of course. He was, he actually had gotten um, some offers. He was going to go play for Penn State. So that right there tells you he had everything going in his direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and But his dad. Danny, after I played him and his Ainsley and him in a this single A tournament, he uh he, he just liked the way that I was, you know, composed myself. But we didn't go in there trying to bash the ball or anything. You know, we didn't know I was I really didn't know what I was doing anyway. I was just playing off of just having fun, athleticism. But we were real gentle with with him, you know. And Danny's a good player. He's a, he's a solid player. And uh, he comes to me and he said, "Look, man. He goes, I know I've heard about you. I know you want to play a little bit. He goes, I know nobody's going to pick you up and coach you. Nobody wants to get beat by you. He goes, but I'm going to take some time with you." And I was just like, "Really?" He said, "Yeah." So he was like, "Look, I, I coach kids. If you want to come out here and, and uh, meet up with me, I'll show you how to pass." Which you know, I couldn't hit the side of a barn at that time with a pass. And so I would go to these practices, Jason. I'm walking in there, see all six foot five, two hundred twenty five pounds of me. I'm looking around, and all these little like. 10, 11 year old girls. They're like, what are you doing in here? I'm like, well, same reason you're in here. You know, coach yeah. Tullis wants you to come in and learn how to pass. And so then we start doing passing drills. Like, oh my God. Okay. Now, you know, they're like, you're terrible. I was like, thanks. So, there you know, I got to, I, I, so it, he would, he would give me a, he would give me a, um, he would say, look, we're going to be here Wednesday, here Monday, come in. And I, I would go out there as much as possible. So I got to meet, you know, I got close to him. I got close to his family. Like I said, Ainsley was probably no older than 12 at this time. She's playing AAU ball and some other club teams. And so I watched her grow up with a, a, a number of girls and everything, and she's doing her thing now. But, yeah, it's uh, – so I told people, I said, man, if it if if you know me from the volleyball world, you can say thanks to that man right there. Because without him, I probably wouldn't have put myself in a position to put myself out there, you know, because there wasn't anybody that was going to pick me up to just coach me because at that time it was like, oh, no, he might beat us for the 200 bucks that we play for. Something like that, right. which ended up happening anyway. Yeah. But I mean, I got, I got, and after Danny, there were others like Jim Shane and Jeff Skiro and even Bruce White. And like Evan will tell you, like, that's Evan was just a kid at the same time, too. He was a pup. So Evan, Evan I got pictures of me and Evan in leagues where, yeah, he was a pup. He's like 13, 14 years old, but we're still doing, but we're still training together because he's 13. I'm 35, but I've never played. You know what I mean? So Bruce White is just, and then Bruce White had me just drilling Evan with balls. Nice. He was like, hit the ball harder. Oh my God. 12, 13 year old. Kid. Is that the picture? <laughs> was that the picture with Evan and his father? That's so the picture you sent me. So, so th- no, that was the picture that I sent you, uh, was me and, and Christian. That's me, gotcha. Christian, his dad and his little brother, yeah. um, Collins. So Collins is a really good player too. He's, he's a little, he's, he's short. He's only 12, maybe 13. He might be 12. He's going to be a really good player as well. Um, but that was, so there he is on the, on the left, he with the blue towel. 
so that was one of my tournaments we had at Diggs and him and uh, one of the other, one of his play one of the other local players. He actually uh, Luke. They they won that tournament. I mean, phenomenal. There we go. Yeah. So Danny would always, you know, Danny would get me to play with the boys and stuff. And so this was the first. That was an adult Hot Shots tournament. We actually won it. So you can see, nice. I told Christian he couldn't hold any money up. I said, "Son, nah. we're worried about you. We're worried about don't get that. So. But don't get that little boy like, a twenty dollar bill. Sean, <laughs> <laughs> when you give a little boy a twenty dollar bill, man, you're gonna turn his Colin, teeth Colin, yellow. <laughs> oh, look, Colin, 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 Colin was like, "Give me that money. Give me it." Because you know they finally they won some money. So that yeah. was over there. But that was cool. and there he is, right there. That's so he's with Jason Harrell. He's the owner of uh, Point Break Volleyball. You know, right. one of the newer complexes out there on like Poncha Training. Like I said, Jason has been grooming him too. He just yeah. he's he's about six four, six five. He's sixteen. Super good athlete, but man, I gotta tell you, he actually has got one of the sweetest natural swings. And I mean, we were all gonna we all worked with him. We all I mean, anytime Danny was like, Hey, will you come work with the boys? Well, what am I gonna do? Tell him no. I was like, Well, of course I'm gonna come come see him. I mean, he's the guy, you're the guy that got me started. But um, man, and just what is crazy about it is like I said, he played multiple sports, but he was a good kid, you know. He talked a little trash in the court, and we liked it. And, I mean, it was always fun with him, and we beat up on him enough. Actually, the last tournament they had at Diggs, this is a funny story, we actually were down by like eight or nine points. How He was playing with him and some of his buddies. And uh, I actually was like, man, I'm not letting these kids beat me. I ended up coming back, like serving eight in a row. We got tied up, went up, ended up beating us like 27-25. And I, you know what? I'm, I'm looking across the net, and they're celebrating like they had just won the gold medal. And I was like, this is awesome. This it's is this is pretty match, much yeah. what it's about. Yeah. I said he's going to remember this his entire life, as the other kids. I mean, the girls too. It was a co-ed match, mm-hmm. and um, and it was a we had a good team. And but they, I'll tell you what, they played tough. They stayed aggressive. They didn't give in. They didn't, you know, they didn't falter. They just kept pushing to us, and they played smart. So after that, I was like, man, he's he's going to. He's just like Evan, <clears throat> like yeah. that picture I sent you of me and Evan a while back. That was he might have been sixteen, the same age. So he might have been that same age. But that was the first. Um, league that he and I, you know, because he was playing with Susie Ruiz, she was one of the setters for Loyola, and and Cameron Kime, he's probably the best player that you've never heard of in Louisiana. He's ridiculous, right? But he's just real, he's quiet. He actually worked as a a drafter for me for years. He uh at the engineering firm. He 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 uh we beat you know all of the teams at White Sands like Derek and all the good te- you know good teams, quality teams, and like and it was just baffling that I'm doing it with these two 16 year olds. I mean Susie's uh, she's a you know great setter too but that's when you just look at these kids you know like all right they're just gonna keep getting better from here and now look look at him yeah. evan's one of the top players on the avp you yeah. got just like Kristen nussin down there same thing you, you watch these these kids grow I up mean, since they were young and yeah well now they're both like dominating well i wanted to to jump in and in, into the middle of this as a caveat and i promise to bring it back that I have the utmost respect and appreciation for any any coach who has the patience to teach adults, right? Now, if you live where I live on the West Coast, right? I'm, I live in Hermosa yeah. Beach, right? And the it's very, very easy to find camps, clinics, and clubs mm-hmm. for juniors. Different, You know, levels to this and yeah. this and that and reputations for kids and whatever. And this yeah. is a good old boys club, um, which I'm not going to get into because every, everywhere you go is going to have uh, cliques. And, and, yeah. and at some oh, point, yeah. you're going to be a proud to be one of the part of that clique, right? Um, so the crux of the coaching out here and the development is only limited to this dichotomy professionals, right? Who are out here training, trying to, you know, trying to do something better other than wait tables at night or bounce, um, (laughs) and and juniors, juniors, uh, um, pros and no one in between. 
right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm bringing it back, I, I promise. Um, mm -hmm. There's something really cool about someone like, for example, Martin Buerk, who's like, yeah. I'm doing this camp, this getaway thing, and it's just for adults, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And yeah. the reason why I'm bringing it up is because it takes a lot of audacity and patience to coach people that you already know is hesitant um, on giving up control on some things. Yeah. Right, we're adults. Yeah. We're already comfortable in our skin. You more, more than you more than, uh, particularly more than others. You're very comfortable in your skin. I, I love talking yeah. to you. Um, and this guy is interested in coaching an adult yeah. that wants to learn. And there's a general respect thing and a caveat that I wanted to bring back uh, away from the conversation and back because yeah. it shows what a mensch. Uh, um, um, this person's just not this there, there there's so many there's so many more things so that's just a, yeah. a small that's not even a big chapter i'm, I'm, I'm not yeah. i'm not even trying to make that as a straw person fallacy right this is this is a yeah. small part yeah. of all of the many things that they came into play that shaped this person um that oh, yeah. people come to love and respect and now mourn you know yeah so, yeah you know. i mean you're right i mean it's like you said mark i mean look at mark so mark one of the reasons I even met you, I mean, because I, in 2016, remember, I went out there. I was like, man, because I mean, I, I the guys the, when I moved to Ohio or I had the business go to Ohio and I was up there. Look, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Columbus. I think I think second to none, if not, I mean, Ohio. And we've talked about this before. That area, Illinois, Ohio, that that area, Pennsylvania, they've got some of the, the indoor. They're savages. They're, they're tops. They're yeah. tops. They're savages. I mean, you're right. I mean, look. I mean, getting to practice with the guys down in Columbus, just day in and day out. And I, mm -hmm. I had no problem driving to Cincinnati to go meet up with John and those guys as well for practices. But in, in Joe Ruzik and all those other guys because they were that good. But I mean, they that's they're, they're that good. I mean, and, and just being around there. But whenever I said, you know what, somebody's like, hey man, just go check out some stuff in in California, and I, and I went to see Mark. So Mark was very helpful, and then of course, and I met you just in have just a, just in a happenstance, and so that was another you know having you as as, as coach as coaching me was 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 strong as well. But I mean, then and then Priscilla, once right. I worked with Mark long enough, you know Mark, he'll let you know where he where you know if you're if you're in a group setting or or how he's coaching you, he'll he'll let you know if there's somebody else that might be able to you can benefit from. And he right. told me right away. He said, "Look, he said you're at a good point right here." He said, "Go go see Priscilla." So I got to work with Priscilla, and of course, she's got a phenomenal yeah adults uh, thing going on in Florida, South Florida. Yeah. I mean, that's guys. That's I mean, uh pre pre um pre Prianta Dosa Lima, right? Priscilla. They call her pre. Right. Sorry, go ahead. Call her pre. Yeah, that's right. So. She's Brazilian, and I mean, she she's actually a Louisiana native. We like to say that, but she's actually she came to ULL and played at ULL mm -hmm. before she got hot, heavy and hot on the uh, AVP, and um, you know, she still comes around and everything. But I've sent many, many of kids and adults her way. Like that, people have asked me. I've had adults ask me, like, what What do you think I should do? And I've I've sent people to Mark since then. I was mm -hmm. like, look, if you really, I said, you can get good coaching here. Like we've talked about it, you know, in previous podcasts and conversations. Joey Keener was mm -hmm. the first person to step up and say, hey, I can help adults. Because he'd been playing the game, you know, with him and Derek and these other players for 20-plus years at that point in time. So they knew the game. They may not have known it. <clears throat> Joey's got a, a strong IQ. They both do. But Joey's got a good, strong IQ. But Joey can actually present himself in a uh, in a very easy learning manner. But, um, but yeah, stepping in. It, you're right. It does take a lot for a, a grown – to, to coach grown adults, you know. And so, but like I always, always give praise to Mark. I've always sent people out his way. I mean, people from here have gone to see Mark. They're like, what do you suggest? You know, like my suggestion is learn what you can from the people here. Go try him out. 
Or, yeah. you know, if you don't want to go that far, go see Priscilla down mm. in South Florida. She I am. I'm going to share a little secret about Mark um, that he doesn't care if I share. Mark is socially homeless. He's like, he's not part of any particular clique out here. He came out here socially homeless and he became a one man clique. And he had, you know, a big pair of balls between his legs and said, anybody want (laughs) to hop on? Let's let's take this ride together. Let's all grow together as human beings, not just volleyball players. And, you know, I I mean, I talk to him rarely because the guy is so he's the James Brown of volleyball. He's so on the move. Hey, he he sees me. He's like, Jason equals a long conversation. I'm going to just say hi and get and get get the hell out of (laughs) here. You know, (laughs) you know, so yeah, but 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 I know that he knows that. Uh, we both know know each other long enough to know. I know you got somewhere to go. So now, if I stop him to talk about something, he knows it's gonna be for a reason. Not just oh, not, yeah. not just not just Jason small talk, and not like when you're coming uh-huh. back on the podcast or something crazy like that. Because he's always welcome and he's always willing. So I'm gonna give him that. Yeah. And yeah. it's very it's it's his socially homeless uh, stature is so well hidden because he's still a competitive volleyball player, right? And if he were to win an AVP championship, you know the AVP is going to be the first one to jump in front of that parade to say he's one of us, right? So, um, yeah, enough. I'm I'm not... Actually, I'm not even going to defend myself today. I'm going to just say what it is. I was just trying to say I'm not trying to disrespect the AVP, but I'm just trying to yeah. be real. They'll be the first ones to yeah. jump in front of that parade and say, yeah, we were with them the whole time, right? You know, but, oh, of course. You yeah. know, and yeah. I don't want to sound like a hater, but like Jay-Z said um, in his song, Eight Miles, and you're going to like this, um, he says, you what? Where were you before I blew this up? I ain't see you in the court yeah. when everybody was suing us. I ain't see you wearing black when everybody was suiting up. Back in the day, yeah. getting it in, there was no me, you, and us. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so that's the no, Brooklyn way. But um, yeah, I, I really wanted to appreciate that. But I wanted to jump into something. Oh, somebody think they're going to call me right now. They, they got some balls. Um, but um. I wanted to talk about what makes a good coach for coaching adults. I want to I want to jump yeah. on the other on the other side of that spectrum because you yeah. were a yeah. late bloomer that became this really really good volleyball player. You know me. I started at eighteen, and you know three years later I was playing overseas. You know for for for, 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 real, for real money. You, you know if you if you hear people talk now, mm-hmm. they'll think that eighteen twenty is 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 a late bloomer. Then yeah. I mean the way that the, the game is gone. But I yeah. mean yeah, to coach it to coach you see thirteens in there like she's too old. <laughs> Oh, no, I mean, She's it's too crazy. Old. When, you hear, when, you, when you hear some of these coaches talk about like, like, like I mean, they'll, they'll ask you. I've had, I've had coaches ask you, like I'm telling them about one of these local girls mm-hmm. and, you know, and they're like, who's her parents and what is she? Is she a gorilla at the net? Is she, is she, you know, can she take it? Did she can take a hit? I'm like, yeah, I mean, but, and they're like, how old is she? And I'm like 13. I'm like, whoa. And I'm like, guys, that's, that's you're like, we're like, not training Jedi. Remember like Star Wars I when know. there was like Anakin was too old. Yeah, <laughs> Anakin was too old. It's like a little kid. But um, I think what I wanted to talk about from the other person's perspective, let's say you have an adult that le- that knows how to play, right? And mm-hmm. they never really hit the top and there were some things that kind of got in their way and they want to hire a coach to coach them. So one of the biggest challenges, I think, and um, I'll leave names out of this. There was a particular player that was being coached by someone who was an AVP champ, right? And she didn't get a lot out of it because – he spent more time challenging things that she needs to, he felt she needs to get rid of and rebuild rather than say, hey, you know, this ain't hurting her game. Um, let's move on. Let's move on with this. I'll give you an example. Yeah. If you are 
a knee down passer, like a ball's coming short. And if you, your coach to, to, to hit your knee first and then platform and yeah. angle your platform, um, and if you run into a player, maybe a former indoor player that doesn't use his knees to do that, he just he just goes down. Your rationale, or, or your um, and your experience as a professional, will say that takes suck that takes way too much energy that stabs your gas tank, right? So that's where yeah. he's coming from, and everybody yeah. with similar experience will agree with him. But on the yeah. other hand, if that's all that person has been knowing to do yeah. he's not stabbing his gas tank because it's in his muscle memory Correct. it's he's not yeah. it's not stabbing his gas tank because he does it better than you and he can do it yeah. longer than you because that's all he knows and this yeah. person said let's not waste too much time on this thing that's going to take me a year <laughs> Yeah, you know, right. and yeah, and yeah. let's 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 help me with something that that can really help my game. This isn't helping my game because if your rational is the gas tank, no, yeah. you know, yeah. I, and 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 I felt bad for her, and I felt bad the pro the, the pro that coached her doesn't know that he's just mm -hmm. thinking, oh, yeah. she don't want to learn, you know, and yeah. and it's weird. It's weird because it's commensurate with their level of experience. Like Phil, right? Mm -hmm. If Phil gets a new coach, the new coach ain't gonna be like you're, you have a goofy foot approach, right? Goofy foot for people. Yeah, for people. For people listening at home, goofy foot approaches. You have a left-handed approach. You go left, right, right, <laughs> right. left, right, um, yeah. and you hit with your right hand, right? And is Phil gonna change his steps? No. No. And is it because he's a pro? Uh, because he forgot more than that coach ever knows. No, that's not yeah. the reason either. He's not changing his steps because it's what his yeah. muscle memory knows. Um, it's not limiting his range because he found a way to do that to go straight up yeah. instead of instead of pivot foot, which would limit his mm -hmm. range, right? If he, if you yeah. try to pivot for the goofy foot approach, it limits your range. But he's just yeah. taking both feet are going straight up. Correct. Um, and he gets that range back. So yeah. that's just an example. You're gonna say Phil too, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to say, Phil, um, I'm goofy foot. Like, I, I know yeah. a couple of guys that are like, goofy foot. How about Lion like, King? How about Lion King for Samoylo? Yeah. So in Latvia, how about yeah. Tina Gradina, who who is Dane's yes. best player on the pair one? <laughs> Dane, I love you, yeah. and you're one of the best coaches out there, but you ain't jumping in front of that parade. She was a baller. No, she was no. a baller before she even met you. <laughs> and I, and I've, I've, had, I've had coaches tell me the same thing. They're like, well, you know, you'll get more power. And I'm thinking, like, you know, when I'm bouncing the balls over the safety mm -hmm. nets, I'm like, I don't know if that's something I really need. I said, I probably need more control than power. So just let me do yeah. Let me look out. Let me, you know. But this is the funny thing is I, I, I do everything goofy-footed. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I use my left hand a lot, but – like even when I skateboard, people are like, "What the hell are you doing?" Huh. I, I skateboard goofy foot. I do all mm. this other stuff, but I mean, and then I, I remember one—the first person who ever told me I was goofy foot was Derek, because you know he yeah. is too. And he was like, and we started laughing. I said, "Well, what, what do you do? Do you change that?" He's like, "Look, man, he's like you're 35 years old." He goes, "I had somebody try to tell me to do the same thing," and he said the same. He had the same ideology about it. He was like. I win everything around here. I don't think I need to change my footing in my mid twenties. And I got it. I was like, no, you're, you're probably right. You probably right. made a good call on that one. But I mean, now look, different things with bass, like forms and stuff like that. When you at a younger age, maybe it's possible, but I've seen people change it. Mm -hmm. um, and I've seen people, you know, at a younger age, be able to do stuff. But once something's in bread, that's, I think with, with the adult coaching, it's, it's a fine line of patience, persistence, and you just, and, but you, cause you want to get the most uh, quality, and you want to be efficient. Efficient right. and effectiveness is your two things that you that you want to do. Because a lot of adults that listen, they'll, like I did, 
I'll pay. Like I pay. You got to pay. You got. If you're going to get a coach, you're going to have to pay for it. That's just the way it goes. If you're so an you adult, you should know better too. I mean, come on. Yeah, and you should. And yeah, and like I've heard people talk about this. Like, man, they should be glad that I'm here. Like, no, 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 no. no. They should not be glad that you're here. You're a dime a dozen. They're actually showing you stuff that you didn't know. And so, but the, I got to look, Joey never charged me. Like I took Joey out to eat like every week though. You know what I mean? We go to, we go, yeah. After Wait, you took him out to eat? Yeah. He was like, then he did charge you. For people listening, do you know how this man throws down for dinner? <laughs> Dude, I would rather just take the money <laughs> yeah. than so, feel like so. I owe you after you treated me to like. I don't know, Carmines or some crazy, oh, crazy man. stuff. But, he, but, that, but, that was, but I, I looked at it in that sense. But you know, what, but we're really and and from the adult perspective. So what what changed me mm-hmm. is and it, it came about with like uh, Logan Pence and a couple other guys from Ohio. You know, they're coaches, right. and uh, like Joe Ruse, just Joe and some other guys that play up there. They, I actually had to just be humble and say, "Look, guys, I probably need to be coached like a kid because." I know that I've done a few things, not the best things. I know that I've got some bad habits. So let's just start from square one. And and they were looking at me like, well, you you got the time. You know, they, they were like, look, as long as I showed up, because my business was in Steubenville. So I still had to drive two hours to go to, to Columbus. And another two and a half wow. hours, if not two hours. Of Good Lord. D- depending. Mm-hmm. But that's why, you know, but I'd go up to Toledo for one of the oil uh, facilities up there with the company. So, <clears throat> I mean, I drove around a lot, but I always, but I was like, Hey, I can be here three times a week. I'll be here three times a week. Let's put the work in. They always had a good group, me, Joe Jackson. I mean, it, it changed a lot, but you always had 10 to 12 solid people, you know? So that, that, that made it easy for me. So that was, I kind of got to incognito, get away from what I was always around mm-hmm. and got into a new group groups. And mm-hmm. they were able to work with me with, you know, with like some younger players on the beach mm-hmm. primarily. And so it was, well, it hit, was a start, but yeah. One of the, the things that they didn't have to, um, that they could skip with you was your hand eye. Like there are some people that maybe they're not just athletic and there's some coaches that are like, Hey, let's just, we're going to throw a tennis ball against the wall, react this and that, and, you know, and, and increase that kind of whatever. And as a level of the game gets, that gets faster, you start hitting, uh, you know, balls at them with a faster speed. So their matrix can adjust hand eye wise yeah, and this and that. Yeah. But you, you, um, I guess as a former basketball player, division one basketball player had really, really good hand eye. And there were, I remember there were like pickup games where I'm like, you, you got stuck at the net and I tried to like bump a ball over free ball. And you just, you just waited, you just timed it and, and then just like caveman and threw it down. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> The hell's he even doing at the net, yeah. man? <laughs> I, I was trying. I was trying to beat this guy's. I was trying to beat this guy's peel. So, um, so uh, yeah. So I, I think the challenge for a lot of these coaches is to, like you said, uh, um, uh, cater to the customer because when you cater to the customer who's uh, the client, um, yeah. you get to know who they are from the neck up. And then eventually mm-hmm. see how the way they move and be like, all right, this is how, yeah. this is how I can make this person a better player. This is how I can make this person a better version of himself. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. one of the big, one of the things that makes me a good juniors coach is like on the beach, I have some new ideas for some drills. And my Kelly, my wife, she plays. Um, mm-hmm. She's she's been my experimental guinea pig, and she's not. If you know anything <laughs> about Kelly, she ain't. She's not the first one to be quick to give up control, right? She she's no, like, why should no. I do this? What if I want to do that? You know. So so sometimes I'm just like, I don't even want to be out here. And then sometimes I'm, uh, you know. And but it always ends where like we're glad we came because one, yeah. I like I like new ideas, and two, she she likes to keep moving. 
right? If she stops moving, yeah. she'll die. Um, for anyone yeah. that knows my my absolutely gorgeous, thin, Harvard educated, drop dead sexy. I was gonna wife. say. Yeah, so um, <laughs> you married, you married up. Um, I did know, marry up. Smart men marry Yo, up. Let me tell you something. Right let me tell you something. If you're not a genius by the time you're forty. Make sure you married the one, man. Come on, That's man. Right, you got to have someone in a relationship. <laughs> it's good to have two people who intellectually tickle each other, but damn, man, as a common denominator, make sure she's smart enough for the both of you. You know, you right. catch up a little bit, and then you can have some of those fun conversations. But that that's 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 how yeah. Kelly rocks. But, yeah, so it's really made me a better um, juniors coach. Understanding adults yeah. made me understand developing um, um personalities and characters by understanding um, different personalities who already have their their ash together right yeah, already have yeah. their stuff together uh, one one of the many small things so is that what you did this weekend you uh, you had a little funeral you play a little volleyball um I, no i didn't play any volleyball actually mm -hmm. i uh i'm still you know once once, once i started on the, the bjj thing i kind mm -hmm. of been i mean i've coached i've coached a little bit i've gotten mm -hmm. to play a little bit here and there but really just kind of step back a little bit because you know I'm, i mean i'm i look one trick pony uh -huh. like look if i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do it all the way you know yeah. me i'm a 110 percenter so once i got into the brazilian jiu-jitsu thing um which we're definitely going to talk about in, the, in a few minutes oh yeah, yeah. so 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 that that's about yeah this Let's weekend um, was really a okay a relax. i mean it was yeah the funeral was today but mm -hmm. uh this weekend i, I just trained good because um, yeah. i'm actually able to you know i had surgery on my uh, tricep i got my tricep completely torn away from my elbow mm -hmm. what five was that trained was that I rolling got, or was that in competition yeah it was it was in competition actually yeah. i went to a competition <clears throat> a local one um an agf and the guys that were in my division they didn't show up well they were this is what's weird i coached two kids that day i saw the guys that were there because you know they you can see them on the web you can see on the site that you'll be able to see who they are come six seven o'clock i went to go get into the pit and they're like nobody's here so like well you got two choices you can get your money back i was like man i kind of want to roll because i've got some competitions coming up pretty soon and uh, they're like well look you can go to the 20 year or the 20 like 29 or 30 year division and i'm like that's fine with me though like, but you got to go up and wait <laughs> i'm like great so you know i compete in the 222 and under 225 and under and they put me in this group of like Three guys that are all 260, 270, 280 or better. This kid's like 29 years old. But um, we got in there, man. I grabbed hold of him, got my grips, went to move him. It's like a tree stump. He didn't go very far. Well, he pulls me down, and I put my arm down the post, and it hyperextended so hard, it, it, it popped my tendon. And um, I was like, oh, my gosh, I got up. I, in the video, you can see it. I grabbed my arm, and I'm kind of messing with it. I'm backing up off of him. <clears throat> but then I said, well, show's got to go on, and I end up winning the match. Um, I got him in my guard. They stood us up. We did some things, and I got a take. I, I just an aggressive, violent takedown, which was great. Got my two points, mounted him. Never, I got took side control. Never let off of him. So I ended up winning. But man, I took a beating. And then one of my one of my teammates was actually on the other side of the bracket. He made it to the finals, to the gold medal match. And I had told him before. I said, like, "Look, if you win, I'll succeed to you. You're, you're a teammate. I don't I don't really like to compete against teammates." I said, "But if you don't," I said, "I guess I'll go against that big blockhead over there sitting across the mat." So, so make sure you win. <laughs> yeah, he won. He won by submission. I just told the ref, "I was like, hey, look, I'm nope. not sure how bad it is." <clears throat> and I got it checked up for the PT, and they didn't know how. He's like, "I think it's messed up, but you want to check." And I competed twice after that. Mm -hmm. IBJJF. So. <laughs> I but I mean, golds out, yeah. You know. But I mean, energy but, not injury notwithstanding, I, there is is there an, an, an un, unwritten rule that like people from the same club don't well uh, are reluctant yeah. to compete against each other? Because I know are. I know in the um, UFC like um, Daniel Cormier, 
it's American mm-hmm. Kickboxing Academy or whatever. Yeah. And um, Cain Velasquez, you know, right. was his teammate, and they're like, they're telling Dan, you should go heavyweight and get that belt. And he's like, there's, there's, look, there's only one path if I go heavyweight. That's towards the title. And right now, the champion right. is Cain, and I'm not. Yeah. No, I'm not going to fight my teammate. Yeah. So they actually, they actually. So this is, it's, it's kind of prevalent um, around in different clubs and you know different um, groups and everything. Like I, 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 I compete for Gracie United, Team Jucal, Team Jucal South. Like okay. my professor is uh, Rafael Elwanger. He's Brazilian. He's from Rafael Brazil. is there. Rafael and like he uh and I mean look he started I mean if his story is amazing he's from Brazil he started his mom put him in at like four or five years old she made him these Brazilian moms man you think these these southern home cook moms are crazy trying to get your boys to play sports she was like get in there mm-hmm. and uh he was in it he actually he he actually trained under one of the Gracies I'm trying to think uh, Carlos Gracie Jr. because right. our his his professor is uh Alison uh, Jucal right and so professor jucal he's he actually grew up with the gracies he was on the whole place where they all trained together yeah, big like old nuclear family yeah yes yes he said he never was able to train and there's there was a house on the property that only the gracies could train at so you got you know you got you know me i'm just like volleyball i got to learn this history of it um he but he's god he's so amazing these guys have been black belts for 20 plus years you know rolling with them is like trying to fight against a magician i mean it's just crazy the things professor's 260 shouldn't move the way he is like a bumblebee shouldn't be moving that way <laughs> and he's like handstand passing and you know he's wrist locking you every 10 seconds but um but that's you know he got into it when he was younger and i'm glad he did but he came to u.s oh man it might have been trying to think early 2000s and uh he started uh gracie united and so it's it's taken off you know so um i'm glad it, i'm glad i started doing it to be honest with you because volleyball was kind of i was on the on the outs of that i knew that i probably needed something to pick up but that's but since i've started like you know come full circle that's i've been just really concentrating i mean i've gone through a year of competition 14 medals 11 golds uh ch- european championship um i got a, i got an international Masters gold, international masters silver. <clears throat> These are all the four majors. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, was, on was Rome one of them? Yeah, well, I went to yeah. Rome and won the European mm-hmm. Championships. I'm slated for, uh, for, for France. I'm going to Paris, France, the 21st to the 30th to try to, try to, you know, defend that title, go back for the European Championships. So, you know, it's, it's taken me, it's taken me some pretty fun places. The family gets to come. They enjoy it. I mean, my youngest, he competes, you know, he competes at some of the local tournaments and the in houses and it's, it's given him a lot of confidence and a lot of uh, self-esteem, which I see, which I see happen to a bunch of the kids that actually get into it. So I actually coach a little bit now, which why not? gives me a little more time to spend with him. That's so cool. And um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's been an interesting uh, transition over. I, I can't even imagine. Tell me tell me about Rome. Talk to me about Rome. Um, talk to me about like the, the atmosphere, the environment. Um, I know a guy like you who loves food can appreciate who's kind of a foodie would appreciate yeah. um, would appreciate well, Rome, would appreciate I, I, Florence, would appreciate Tuscany. Yeah. Like all of these places got pretty yeah. decent food. It was yeah amazing it was amazing but i'd never been i'd never been out of the country that way i've been down to you know mexico and costa rica and places south of the border but i'd never been to europe before so this is something brand new to me and i was like man i want to go i think you know i want to go and compete <clears throat> had all these covid restrictions too so i had to get like 
had to fill stuff out to be able to go there without, you know, without being vaccinated and stuff like that. And I had to get, get, get things done. So we got all past all of that stuff. And then, um, yeah, we're there, <laughs> you know, and I'm sitting here and I've got to maintain weight because I had, you know, I walk around at 225. <clears> but <throat> for me to compete, I've got to compete with my gi on 35 minutes before my match at 222. Right. Okay. Or 100, kilo, 100 kilos. And so, uh, yeah, I've been, I kind of don't have to diet crazy, but I still have to just watch with no pastas, pastas, breads, right. uh, rices. So we get there and we've got all everything set up. We've gone to the Coliseum and we got a couple of days. Well, all of a sudden they push my, my fight date back. I'm like, Man, all I've been watching is is everybody eat all this good food. I've been, you know, pecking away and eating a couple of things here and there, bruschettas and all that stuff, but no breads, no pastas. And uh, so then my day comes up. <clears throat> so we got our our driver picks us up. We go to the the coast, and um, it's in this coliseum, and I see all these big names in there because I mean it's it's the European Championships. It's like <laughs> no matter what belt you are, no matter what age you are, you're there to compete. And uh, we get there, you know, nerves are kind of kicking a little bit. I'm just a big scene. I'm trying to loosen myself up. I'm trying to pick out who it is that's in my division. I kind of catch a few of them. So <clears throat> got my first match underway. In the semis, I fight the Italian guy. So <laughs> I'm like, great. Very good match. Super good competitor. Good thing it was on the ground because apparently afterwards I find out both him and the guy that I competed in in the, in the uh, finals they were professional kickboxers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was so, like, I mean, they're both strong. They're both yeah. athletic. And the footwork and, um, is superior. Yeah, yeah and the footwork. So Luca, so I actually had a takedown on Luca, got to his back. So I was able to just just maintain him for there. He actually had gotten my knee, my leg in a lock. and But I kept, you know, moving it back and forth because he had, I mean, strong legs, of course. Man, my leg, it felt like he was, it felt like he was pretty hurt. Shredded. <laughs> it, did, it did. So I, had to, like, I was walking it off. And so the next guy, he's uh that I competed against, great competitor. I, we all keep in touch together too. That's the good thing about it, you know. You, you build these camaraderies with these guys. You try to, you know, strangle for five minutes. But in the finals, I was just pumped. Um, I got a good takedown, finished on submission, and just the crowd goes crazy. I guess I got adopted as you know the Italian favorite after that that yeah. that win in the semis. And I just was like, just pumped. My gi is open, you know. I'm flexing, just running around the mat. <laughs> so mm. that, that's just a, that's just a great experiment. time. Ex ex yeah, ex yeah, experience that you 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 can't, you know, you can't replicate that. Right. So the family's there. We had a good time. But I'll tell you what. The minute I put that gold medal on my neck, I gave everybody a hug. We got back in the vehicle, went straight back to Rome. Yeah, I went to to one of the closest restaurants that was open at ten thirty at night, and I just the table was filled with food. I had, yeah. I had shrimp, I had squid, I had every, I had, you name it, it was on the table. They bring more bread, bring this, yeah. bring that. So after that, we you know we just ate for days, you know, and then of course we did. We spent to go spend some time in Florence too, because I was like, you know what, let's let's go check everything yeah. else out. So, I've been to Florence. I went yeah. to. I was there for eleven days. Actually, I went to uh, uh, Tuscany, Florence, um, yeah. uh, somewhere in between. I can't remember. And we finished at Rome. We we left. Um, we left Italy via Rome or whatever. But yeah. there's besides New York City. And this is just my own 
only personal experience. Italy is one of the only places you can eat a ton of bread and not get fat. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, everybody's bringing home bread by the loaf. So these long, these <laughs> these long old things, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, slinging on their shoulder, or carrying yeah. it like carrying it like an AT4 anti-tank rocket launcher, right? That's is <laughs> a big old piece of bread. And it's weird because I in New York I'd eat pizza four days a week and never get fat. Yeah. You know, it's just because yeah. it was just the kind of bread and it was it was it is. soft that's water, hard water is. and this and that in California. Mm-hmm. I mean California, besides pizza not being my favorite food anymore out here, I've given up. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. It was something where I eat pizza, I just felt really bad. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But in New York, yeah. man, I'm like uh, it was that was my night food. I mean all day yeah, long. So um yeah. So, but the, that's why I was asking about the food because it was I, it was a terrific fourteen days, and they love volleyball out there. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, they I, do. They they. Love, I mean, any any chance I had a chance if somebody had had mentioned to me about something, you know, like I found a gym that I'd went to because it had a steam room and everything like that, and of course everything is like co-ed over there. I'm sitting mm-hmm. in the steam room just kicking it in this thing, and all of a sudden this lady comes in like. You know, panties and bras like, oh, hello. <laughs> I was yeah. like, you know, for them, it doesn't matter. But I'm just sitting here. I'm, I'm kind of kicking it in my boxer brief. I mean, because I didn't know it was like a co-ed thing. I thought yeah. it was like men's only. Yeah. But she came in. She could have cared less. She put a towel down. I was like, hey. You there know. it is. Forget so, it. But, um, uh. but the food there, the food there is so fresh. Uh-huh. And it's also, there's not a lot of the GMO. There's just not a lot of stuff in it. Right. So you could tell the difference. And then right after I left, of course, I flew into France. I flew I flew back in from Rome, and I had I competed that weekend in the New Orleans International. Mm-hmm. So I competed. Thank goodness it, it was I competed Sunday because uh, we got held over in Atlanta uh, Saturday night. Right. So I flew right into Bat Louisiana that mm-hmm. morning, and uh, yeah, I walked. I went from I went from the uh, airport straight into the New Orleans Open, right. and won gold there. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so, that's that's my, so cool. Me and my teammates, me and my teammates had a blast. And I told him, I was like, man, winning in Rome was awesome. Right. But it was just me and my, you know, yeah. me, Angelique and, and Soren. And um, I mean, of course, my teammates were just blowing me up the whole time. They were like, think about this, do this. Clay, Clay Gordonhire, he's a good friend of mine. And he actually, I grew up with Clay. This is a, this is how small the world is. Me and Clay's younger brother, uh, Chris, were good friends. I mean, bicycle ride buddies from Baker, Louisiana, you know, ghetto town, USA. And, um, and, and I, when I first saw Clay at the Worlds that year, I was like, man, this guy looks so familiar. We'll come to find out. It's, he's Clay Gordonire, you know. He uh, is Chris's older brother. So, But Chris, Clay has been instrumental, and he's one of my teammates, just like Professor. They, they text me and message me and my comp- competitors. They, they'll, they'll message me what these guys' tendencies are. You know, and you can look me up, and you can find all my matches. So, you know, people do that with me. I do it with me. I did it in volleyball, too. You know, Big, bigger crowd than volleyball. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right now, right now you're Rome, right. Rome was look, Rome was packing. It Tell was, me it, it was. was. It was I'm telling man, it was amazing. And Rome I mean, was just, packed. Just, yeah. It was. It mm-hmm. was it was packed. And every day was like that. It, that was the cool thing. Even with the restrictions they had right. going on, just with the competitors and the people. I mean, people were there because it was actually I think COVID was actually the COVID restrictions were kind of dying down. So everybody was itching to get out. That's another thing yeah. that made it so amazing. And, you know, and so, yeah, the rest of the trip was just awesome. We went and spent some time in Florence, three or four days, <clears throat> went back to Rome, spent our few final days there, and then we flew back. And, right. you know, me, I've got my, my my thing where I wear my medal for the first 24 hours. So, you know, no shame right. in that. And uh, we actually, I had it with me on my bag when we were flying out in Delta. They got the guys and girls at Delta, they, they saw it. They upgraded us to first mm-hmm. class. 
I mean, yeah. we, we were in business select, which is nice, you know, but yeah. the next is up. And they were like, hey, well, you know, congratulations. We've got some extra seats. So I've got me, Angelique. And you're and like, Soren. wait, I get to fly overseas first class? Get out of here. That's what made, I think, having to compete in New Orleans a breeze. Because I yeah. got to, you know, have nine, ten hours of uh, just laying back, relaxing, eating. I was kind of worried about the food because I was like, oh, yeah, I, can't, I can't get too many. Uh, too many yeah. Because, hey, for people listening at home, um, 100 kilos is 2.2 pounds. Sean walks around to 225. So yeah. the, so the 225. five pounds mixed with the ghee and all that stuff is always one of those things yeah. where you try, you always got to yeah. keep an eye on, right? So 220, um, 222 yeah. is, is what we got to get by. So what I normally do is I'll get down to 216. Right. That gives me a little cushion. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, these last few times, me and some of my professors and teammates, I've had to go out like in Houston. So yeah. I competed. My first competition back was the Houston Open. I won gold in my division. Thank God. I, Tried to give it away, but I won, and then I won silver in the open where there's no weight weight class, and uh, I had to lose a, like a pound and a half, maybe thirty minutes before. I don't know if it's what I was eating or what was going on, but when I got on the scale with my gear, I was like, "Oh, you got to be kidding me!" So yeah. I took that off and I actually went and put a sweatshirt on and went outside in the hot. That's how you humid. do. That's, how, yep. that's it. That, and that's, <laughs> that's it. That's, and let me tell you something. For heavyweights, that's a cinch because one pound you could do that just sweating, and then go and then go and then go go pee, go use the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. teammates laugh at me like, "How do you do that?" I'm like, "You know what? I'm, yeah. I'm just built like this." I said yeah. I was a skinny kid, so but when I sweat, I sweat. You know. Yeah. Did you and, and did you wrestle in high school up. too? Did you do no, your wrestling in no, high school? Because those guys no, have made weight cutting an art form. Because uh, oh, rest, wrestling are like same yeah. day weigh-ins, and I think jujitsu is too, right? Same day mm-hmm. weigh-ins. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that's and that's the thing. Like people don't understand. Like, oh, you can. Some of the guys when they do some of the well, it depends on the 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 uh, like the it, IBJJF. It's the same day weigh-ins, like right. Naga and a couple of other ones. You can get seven o'clock a.m. You know, if if I weigh in at seven a.m., I'm always going to be two seventeen, two eighteen. But you know, by the end of the by seven, you know, t- noon or one o'clock after a first meal, I'm already up to two twenty three. You know what I mean? So that variance that I have right there. But like Naga, you can go in and you can weigh in the day before. So then you got all day to hydrate. You can go in at two twenty five easy, and then you know IBJJF thirty minutes before. As soon as your your name gets put on the big screen. It usually takes about 30 minutes for them to cycle you through on the, the mats. So you go in, you weigh in. But look, if you weigh in, if, so there's a, there's usually a, a scale on the outside and in, in, the, in the pit, and then you go to the one, the official. If you weigh in and you're one ounce over, you get DQ'd. I've seen it. I've been there watching guys and, oh, wait, they just DQ them. And yeah. there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, well, I I just think that comes from being responsible, right? Like if you look That's at any combat 100%. sport. Um, yes. As far as percentages is concerned, 50% of your job is, is showing up and making weight, right? You're basically fighting for free. You're getting paid to make weight. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah. that's a big deal. And, and, and the UFC's had an epidemic problem because they allow um, 24 hours of the weigh-ins and this and that, and people mm-hmm. are trying to rehydrate where. I think a 1FC yeah. is different. 1FC... They 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 actually monitor your weight the whole that that entire week, and if you're not you're yeah. not and if you're not cutting the right way, you're done. Yeah, you know. So Demetrius yeah. Johnson said he you know he's he's been felt a lot stronger and a lot healthier, and his competition mm-hmm. felt the competition felt more um, even handed. 
there wasn't you yeah. know some wrestler who could who had this science yeah. of just cutting 15 pounds and then coming back like monstrous like freakishly strong like kamaro uzman it's, um yes um yeah. it's wild i was gonna say matt hughes was was, was one of those mm -hmm. guys josh koscheck uh, um yeah yeah a uh, little quick story about italy before we jump off of italy i was in tuscany mm -hmm. right and there was a bakery so i'm there getting some pastries or whatever and this and that and then when i'm leaving at night like my family likes to stay in and i'm like i want to go out at night and see who's out and they're like dude this is tuscany the whole the whole world shuts down at nine o'clock and it yeah. turns out she was right but on my way back home mm -hmm. that same bakery is open this is a bakery that's <laughs> open at night so i stick yeah. my head in there all watching this small tv and on the small tv is indoor volleyball and oh, it nice. was ball and it wasn't even italy it was bulgaria versus usa and I'm like, oh my God, volleyball. And they're just like, come, come sit in there. We didn't understand a word. Yeah. I, they didn't understand a word of English. I didn't understand a word of Italian, but volleyball is a language. Yeah. So so when I said that jujitsu brings a bigger crowd than volleyball, I wasn't talking about indoor volleyball. I was indoor no, volleyball. No, no, not indoor at all. Volleyball, <laughs> no, indoor volleyball is always going to be a big crowd. Had Ian Satterfield on yes. the podcast talking about his time in Asia, um, doing color commentary. He had 18.4 million views on an indoor match he was calling. And I'm like, wow. and, I'm like and I'm like, yo, Tell him you know a guy. <laughs> oh, down. 18.4 million. Um, dude, That's insane. Sean, I will make that trip out there and live out there for four months <laughs> just so 18 million people know know what the hell I'm talking oh, about man. when I'm talking about it's, volleyball. It's, yes. It's, it's a small world, but it's yeah. a big world. There's a lot of people out there. Yes. So, and this, yeah. That's why Ian's a, Ian's, a, Ian's a stud, man, on and off the yeah, court. I love, I love Ian, man. He's yeah. such a good guy. He, he went is. to Norseka he, he, with Jake, and I think they yeah. were. Yeah, I think they won. I think go. they won that. They yeah. won. They won that. Yeah, I hadn't. I don't think I've seen him because I didn't. Mm -hmm. I hadn't seen him since uh, that first Louisiana Beach week I had over there, at Coconut Beach. Right. Remember they came down and yeah, I was yeah, feeding yeah. everybody. He was eating crawfish. <laughs> I got pictures of all of us eating crawfish. Man, yeah, I didn't he will eat I didn't shark do... if it, if he wants to. <laughs> oh yeah, but, yeah. But, but I didn't, I didn't see him this that mm -hmm. second uh, that last year. Remember, I only went in to go coach the uh, kids from Son of a Saint because mm -hmm. I was busy. I was busy with a lot of other stuff with jujitsu. I know it was a I know it was a good event for sure. In the new with New Orleans, they had it at the same venue. But I just I wasn't. I had so much other stuff going on with business and. Mm -hmm. jiu-jitsu so but I, what i did do and i'm going to do this every year i always do it mm -hmm. me um avp first and son of a saint and other non-profit organizations we normally hold a free clinic and wendy was there wendy jones wendy was there with us so she yep. had to be better there and lauren was there so we got to we got to coach these kids that had probably they've never touched a volleyball and they they, they had a blast and uh, we had a good group that actually was with us i feel like i'm part of the clique um, I'm part of the Sean oh, yeah. Ladig, Wendy Jones, um, myself. We gotta get we gotta get an East Coaster guy. We gotta get an East yeah. Coaster to make it to make it look like you know uh, the, you know, the, the like unified global. <laughs> yes, we got we gotta have our yes. little Fantastic Four. We're one person short of that. Right. Yeah. So, I um Jake, I liked for Nuseka when Ian and Jake won. Mm -hmm. I thought it was big for Jake because Jake on these local competitions and indoors always been in the mix but never really had like a, a title under his belt however small yeah. however big so a lot of people are like oh it's norseka it's not a big deal but i think just right. just sometimes just getting that win and yeah. then and moving on with that i thought that was really good for jake arudia that's who i'm talking about yeah. guys yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I call him yeah. Jer i call him jersey jake um and i was about to say he's an east coaster i mean yeah. he's one of the he's one of those those east coasters that came yeah. over after mark yeah, he did. You know, with yeah. with Mark to, yeah. to, to be, and so yeah, but man, he's he's um, he's. I've, I've been watching him. I don't, 
I keep up with a couple of with a couple of guys. Of course, I keep up with Evan, and I keep up with uh, Miles. Of course, I mean yeah. you got the prodigy. Yeah, of course. And then and then there's a couple other guys that you know because a lot of guys they're they're starting to retire and they their their bodies are. I'm still waiting to see when Johnny Hyden is going to retire. Actually, him and I and a couple of other a complex up in Tennessee, we've got a couple of nice events we're going to be hosting next yeah, year. Just I went there out as a caveat. So there. yeah, so but but he's still going strong, man. Forty-seven, forty. I'm forty-seven now, so yeah. he's he's got to be forty-eight. Yep. So he might even yeah. So, but um, but man. Yeah, he, I went to um, there. I went to John Hyden's his facility, um, Hyden uh, Beach. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. I was doing a documentary back then, right? It's it's still in post production, yeah. was which is a mother freaker, dude. Just oh, I bet it is. It's gonna take months, dude. Uh, and you're and of course you're one of the people well, I talked to. You, 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 Bruce you, you White. It was you and Bruce you. White. Yeah. Yeah, Remember that yeah, I was doing? I did like eighteen days or something. Cross country. Yeah, drove. Yeah. drove. <laughs> you and told I, me what you were doing. I was like, "What?" I think did you go see Bobby Jones and yeah. a couple of other Bobby Jones and Project you, Serve uh, and you Austin. Ju- and you just happened up to make when I had uh, Louisiana Beach Week Juniors at Mango that great? Volleyball Complex. And Kristen Nuss and awesome. Close showed up too, right? It, it Remember they showed have, up? It couldn't have been. Yeah, they were. Mm-hmm. They, they, listen, they. They show so much love to the community and, you know, because Kristen, I mean, she's, you know, they're both, well, they're both LSU, products of LSU, but yeah. Kristen's just a homegrown Louisiana girl. You know, she's NOLA, though. She's a Baton Rouge, a little different, but, okay. but Kristen, I mean, it, Taryn just fits in right right there with everybody. She's, you know, she's I mean, lovable, Taryn could have so. told you she's from Louisiana and you would have believed her. I mean, she, oh, you, she's you would believe her, her. Yeah, her virtue exactly. that the, pu- yeah. let me, I want to talk about John Hyden in a minute, but I want to talk about the virtue Um that I see in Texas, yeah. um, and the, parts of Texas, sorry, and in pretty much all of Louisiana, there is a virtue where kids say, sir and ma'am, a guy holds a chair for a girl to sit down, holds the door. There's this, this I don't know if it's safe, safe or appropriate to call it old school, that's just yeah. redeeming, it's virtuous, it's it's this place yeah. you you kind of want to you you want to you want to move there. You're like everybody. Yeah. The reason why like Joe Rogan moved to Texas is, uh, I yeah. mean, there's tax purposes too. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> California is, is murderous, but yeah. there's this old school virtue. We say we you mm-hmm. know we say grace and we say ma'am like the Hank Williams yeah, thing. It, uh, it that matters. is that is American. That's very very American. Correct. Not you know yeah. not not America, but 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 like yeah. American. And that's what yeah. I I mean I'm went to louisiana two or three times and all three times i had this i got the same i, I was in the same boat yeah. but hiding like i went from yeah. louisiana to hiding beach in tennessee and that. i'm looking for this this beach all right i'm, I'm like all right it's kind of like a sand court half beach sand court i get that and as i'm driving in and i get out of the car i hear moo and i was like <laughs> <laughs> moo <laughs> i said yes. moo and I was just kept walking. I was here. I heard it again, Murr. and I'm like, "Dude, there's cows out here." I said, "There's yes. cow. There's cows out on Hyden Beach. There's cows on Hyden Beach." And and I saw him running a clinic, or not a clinic, an actual practice with his club. Um, yeah. Good, uh, very capable assistant coaching staff. These these oh, yeah. corn fed, whatever you call, just big girls where you don't know mm-hmm. what's in the drinking water that makes a 13 year old look like that. Yeah. Um, and I guess because the girls' growth spurts are first, right? Guys, guys do. Yeah, guys, a late bloomer yeah. girl. Um, 
And then it felt like volleyball again. I felt like I was on a farm, mm -hmm. but then um, I, you know, I go in the court and they're like, um, hey, what's up? You know, they're friendly. They don't know who I am. Some people do. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'm on a volleyball court again. And I had this great conversation about what he wants to do. It's a great conversation about well, how he took Los Angeles and California as far as he could go as a player, yeah. as a coach, and as, and as a person who wants to um, continue to do good things for volleyball. And yeah. when a documentary comes out, definitely, I, I haven't decided with my, my people that if I'm mm -hmm. going to do it like a 10 parts uh, series or a 13 yeah. part series or just a consolidation. Cause I definitely have yeah. Bruce white guys like him dude. They give me, I was yeah. always, I was only supposed to have an eight minute interview. We went 47 minutes. So I mean, I, oh, easy, you know, easy. yeah. So Bruce yeah. white, Louisiana beach volleyball, big up to you. Sean Ledig got a great yeah, chance to yeah. talk to you at that tournament time. Wasn't timing. Perfect. Yeah. It Timing was, was like was. Forrest Gump-like, dude. That was like some, that was some it, Forrest it was, Gump stuff, It was dude. great, man. I tell you, that was such a good tournament, too. Um, you know, Tim, Tim and Tina mm -hmm. over there at Mangoes, that's such a that's such a great complex. Mm -hmm. And we've got actually, we've got a bunch of stuff coming. I've got some things with them next year as well, which me and AVP have already put together in AVP America. So Baton Rouge is actually going to start seeing some, some bigger events coming through, which we want to do. Baton Rouge is the state capital, you know, calling Baton Rouge, of course. That's home of LSU. Tigers, who will be in the SEC championship against Georgia, you know we 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 made it back. Uh, oh dear, we had a, we had a rough start. My condolences you know, ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, I know Georgia's rough, but I mean, look, Tennessee lost to yeah. Kentucky this week, and so this weekend, so it's kind of you know, wow. But we'll see. Anything can happen in the SEC. We still got a. I think we've got one more game against A and M, and after right. that, we'll be over there in uh in Atlanta. But yeah, and that's the thing, Atlanta. That's a home game for Georgia, so yeah. you know they're gonna pack. I should have had the LSU in. Cup. I have an LSU cup. I should have had that here for this. Sorry, dude. Oh, yeah. Man. So, um, so Sean, I know you. You're more comfortable talking about other people and your teammates and this and that. So let's um, let me make you a little bit uncomfortable because I want yeah. you to talk about yourself. Um, yeah. One of the things I like about you, uh, and I, I'd like to shape my question this way. One of the things I like about you is, as a kid from Brooklyn, and as a guy who's yeah. certain and who's ex-military, I'm a Gulf War vet. Um, as is my father before me and his father before him. One of the things I've always admired in people is to take, to have someone see what a problem is and like almost seems like it's on the spot. Look at it, diagnose, interpret. This is a yeah. solution. You, you do this, you do that. Let's go. And then the pro and then this thing gets fixed. So one of the things that I think shaped who you are, the Sean Ladig, I know, is your ability to see problems yeah. and 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 offer active solutions. Which means you yeah. will never, ever belong in California. No, yeah, I mean correct. out here, it's <laughs> out here. If there's an unemployment problem, they, oh, they, look, they're good at interpreting the problem, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you why your washer's messed up, man. It's just messed up on the inside. It's and I'm like so. What do I do? You ever see the movie Arachnophobia? Yes. yes. Remember John uh, John Goodman? He's like, she's like, so why is my wood rotting? He's like, I'll tell you why. Bad wood. And yeah, she's like, right? so what do I do? He's like, take out the bad wood, put in good wood. <laughs> I'm just like, no, but that's here. If you're unemployed, it's like, damn, the job yeah, yeah. situation looks sad. <laughs> there you go. You, you got you to hit that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't oh, get man. a job. No, like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, there, there are so yeah. many people that are very, very good at helping you diagnose the problem, particularly in, in yeah. tech, too. I'll tell you why your yeah. computer's messed up. You have this, and I'm like, I don't want to hear about all that. Just tell me, what, what do I do? Do, do. So, what do we do to fix it? Yeah. yeah. So, do yeah. you attribute your success success in um, jiu-jitsu and your... Um, 
actually a pretty meteoric rise from like when you started beach volleyball to you know to doing out things do you attribute that to your natural ability to and and this is this is an uncomfortable question for you so so let's do the best we can do you attribute that to your ability to 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 quickly um see diagnose and solve um natural i don't i don't know if it's if it's a natural ability um I maybe maybe there's a little bit to that, you know, problem solving. But look, you're talking to a white man that grew up in a black neighborhood. So look, number one, you ain't pulling the wool over my eyes. No. Number two, you all my buddies that I grew up with, we can all talk about it. Half of them yes. have gold teeth all over their mouth. Yeah. That's a hey, you had to, you had to be quick. You had to do a lot of <laughs> life was a little different for us. You know what I mean? But look, look, we were considered poor to the, to, to the people in my neighborhood, which was hilarious. But you know, we made it from all that. Look, I'm all over that. That that, that was a start, which was good. But I think that that was part of how you had to be quick. You know what I mean? You put yourself in a bunch of situations. I'm not saying everything I did was always good or this or that. So you always had to be quick witted, had to be quick on what you thought. And as far as like, I mean, problem solving, maybe that's where that, that engineering side of me comes in. But yeah, I mean, it's not a natural thing. <clears throat> I like. I would like to think it is. I mean, I like to. Be, I like to think that you know. I did watch my mother be given little and make the most and out of it. Find ways to make do. Yeah. You know. So yes. Yeah, so, I mean, and I, there's so, but complaining was never a thing to, mm-hmm. to me. Like I, I wasn't going to complain. I used to watch. I used to hear people that had way more than me complain, and I was like, "Are you out of your fucking mind?" I was like. The, the shit you're telling me or you're talking about, even as a kid, even as a middle schooler and all this other stuff, I was like, well, number one, complaining does you no good. I think <clears throat> I think I watched and I used to put myself in this situation. I used to watch the men that would come that would be in my life where there was a, a coach. That was one of the primaries. That's why I think coaching is so important. Had some great coaches um, from middle school all the way to high school and college. I mean that were very influential. I mean, because, look, even when you're in college, you're still very malleable. Your mind is, you know, when we go to college, we think we know everything. I didn't know anything. I was country come to town. I didn't know anything. I mean, I'm from, like I said, Baker, Louisiana. I didn't know anything about the world. So I was still learning and stuff like that. But it's just, I don't know. I just, I I think, and also just watching, watching people grow up that they would put, you know, they kept themselves in certain situations, like the people I grew up with. Like there wasn't a, it was only one or two ways. There's only one or two ways out. I mean, some of these guys. They're rappers. They're rappers. Like No Limit rappers and, you know, Jason Tebow, a good buddy of mine. Or you did it with sports or you did it with education. Those are your three ways out. If not, <clears throat> I got friends that got shot up. I've got friends that committed suicide. You know what I mean? Or they didn't make it out of there. And some of them are still living in that same kind of, you know, that poverty environment because eh, they didn't they didn't want to get out or they didn't care. And some of them probably. Or they've been taught that. Now, Sean, you ever hear the philosophy? Sorry, you ever hear the philosophy of you will own nothing and be happy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Continue. Sorry. Yeah, no. So, so I mean, but, but you're right, though. They got some people that are just like, you know, it doesn't matter. I never wanted to be like that because I, I, I mean, I've always wanted, you know, you want nice things and you want to be things. But, but like I said, it's for me, the problem solving or being able to see certain things and, and, and go to the problem solving. I think that was. That was it. Actually, was was taught to me by certain people. Like I had this guy that he was a mentor. He still is a mentor to me to this day. Joe Perone. He owned a marble shop, <clears throat> and I worked for him in high school and, and out of high school. Great wow. man. He's like a he's like a father to me. I mean, marble work. Let me tell you something about marble work. If you think if you ever did hard work, I've I've I've, I've tied post tension 
I've done, you know, that's, that's why I got into engineering Yeah, is when I was younger, I did stuff like, you know, mm-hmm. construction, residential construction, I'm tying rebar, laying post tension, doing marble work, carrying marble tubs up, you know, up two story flights of stairs. And you think to yourself like, man, I don't know if I, how long I want to do this. <laughs> so that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's when you got to realize right there. Yeah. You're like, man, it's if, if I, either I get an education or I continue to do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, you know, so was that your first job as a kid? And my first job as a kid was actually roofing of all yeah. things. I was 14, 15 years Jesus. old. Mr. Henry, oh. I was actually at my friend, my mom's friend's house, um, right by the church. And a friend of mine, his name, um, Hendre, Hendre's dad, Mr. Henry was like, this guy had a, had the most, ba- just the deepest bass voice. <clears throat> and um, I was over there playing and they were putting up shingles and he said, hey boy, you want to come work with me? I was like, sure, because I was helping him out. I mean, he was like, bring, he was like, bring. I'm like, so I'm 14, 15 years old, couldn't weigh but a buck, three, buck oh three. And he's like, bring. The, I was bringing stuff up the ladder. I couldn't carry a pack of shingles to save my life. Now, a year after working with him, I'm carrying two packs of shingles. Might have still only been 135, but I was carrying them up with no hands. You know, just I did it for while I was during the summer and then on weekends when I could help out. But that was my first job. Yeah. Um, That's pretty you know, cool. Laying down. Yeah. No, but you drive, maybe you would drive, drive, you know, to maybe an expensive house or like a piece of property that's like a, um, a landmark and be like, I did that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. My no, first job, yeah, yeah my yeah. first job, um, my dad was an iron worker. He was a welder. Um, he was a foreman. Yeah. He was a foreman for the uh, American, um, you know, American like locksmiths or whatever. So mm-hmm. at that time, American had four departments, locksmiths, um, carpentry, plumbing, yeah. and um ironwork and he was a four person yeah. he was a four, four person no four man of american mm-hmm. ironwork so um he do that four days a week and then the, the other three days he had his own company called mobile weld yeah so what we would do we would do jobs you know someone needs like a yeah. fence for the front entrance of their business someone needs like security gates for their windows because they're on the first floor um central if you look at like uh park avenue like those little fences surrounding the trees like the trees uh-huh. um yeah. i can drive by that and say that that was my work that's mine and my dad's work i did those i actually cut i actually measured those i did the blueprints i cut the steel for that you know what i'm saying nice, he, yeah. you know I, I did the painting he collected the money so I think there was something virtuous about the work because one, it is it isn't easy because it's hard, and two, yeah. if it if you're lucky enough where you, like years later, yeah. um, you can look back on that and say that you you were part of something that was not necessarily groundbreaking, but something on a small mm-hmm. scale that helped somebody. That that teaches yeah. you to want to help people maybe on a bigger scale or maybe on the same scale right you know but yeah, when, yeah. when you but when mm-hmm. your father tells you you know this is all that this do not look for anything more than yeah. what you see right now this is all there is you can you're going to work harder at this and still be here so you have yeah. to ask yourself if this is what you want or if you feel like you want to help people and do things where where there's a growth for you know uh, however yeah. exponential or small where mm-hmm. you can move up somewhere because it's this is he he said this just very much like people landscaping or whatever this is it this yeah. is this is the job mm-hmm. you know and it's nothing to be yeah. ashamed yeah. or uh, ashamed of either you could be proud and do, no. do stuff like yeah. this so but I think every kid should learn the value of some equivalent level of work that requires discipline 
um yeah. hard work um hard work and yeah, yeah i think I, I wonder i'm i wonder if that's who what shaped us right i grew up yeah, in a, a think, black neighborhood flappish so. avenue i grew up in a black neighborhood too right, that's right. you know yeah. how black am i my mom's black <laughs> right that's right, so, that's right huh? yeah Beautiful so um woman too man like i mean you know yeah so but yeah i mean I, I think you're right i think hard work and a lot of you know, a lot of kids they, they don't see that like even my kids today like mm -hmm. I, you know i've always wanted to be like growing up i used to be envious of mm -hmm. kids that had a lot or right. their parents gave them stuff i got right. hand-me-downs and stuff like that i'm not saying i was the bottom of the barrel because like they had people that if you you know my grandmother used to say go through your go through your worries and your cares in a pile and whenever you walk up to go pick them up and you see everybody else's you'll be quick to grab yours and run away because everybody they, somebody out there's always got worse shit than you have you know what i, I mean agree. it's just yep. it, it's crazy so I always knew that in my head too. I mean, and I wasn't going to mope about what I didn't have or what I couldn't have, but man, I used to be jealous of all these were some of my friends, you know, they had their parents, but then as I got older and I understood like what it took, <clears throat> what I had to go through to get to where I'm at now financially and secure, you know, with the security and the businesses and, and just, you know, with my marriage and stuff like that, it, as a father, I understood why they were given these things. I mean, for me, I make my kids earn it though. I still have this thing of, yeah, you want it. That's cool. We can have, we can get it, but you've got to do things to get that. You've got to do chores. You've got to work this. You want this? Well, then let's just see how much you want to put up against it and I'll match it. I just think that's just the way to do it. Cause I want them to have some kind of sense of, I don't want them to be entitled with anything. Yeah. I just, I don't want that to be the case. So hard work, <clears throat> if you can instill a hard work ethic in kids, then I think that it, it grows that way. But like between me and you, and you can, you can tell me if I'm wrong with this, but I, I think with, I don't think that you can be this rich, well-off kid and get into a fighting, um, any kind of fight. Like you, you're not, you don't see professional boxers. You don't see, you know, the, the, the best MMA fighters. They're not a bunch of rich kids that tried to try this out. They're usually people that started from the bottom and had to work their way up. There's just a certain type of grit that comes with you having to do that. So maybe that's, maybe that's where, where it came from. Cause I mean, <clears throat> you know me, I'm, I, I don't, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm destined to win. So if I'm losing right now, it's not over. Right. That's it. Yeah. And that's, that's my mindset. I'm not, it's never over. And I, and I try, <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah and, and I, and I try not, yeah, you're right. It's never over. And I try not to sound, I try to be humble and I try to be humble about certain, but, and it's hard. Mm. It's hard for me to be humble because I know where I came from. And yeah, I can look back and say, oh, you know, have a, I can empathize with where I've come from, but mm. I mean, you know, I like to, I got to have a little confidence. You I do have think, some confidence. I do agree with you. Um, and I'll, I'm, um, I'm not trying to speak safe here, but I'm just trying to be real on a general level. If you already have everything that's handed to you, you're, you, you're not going to be as driven as someone who is not. There's the old saying, remember the Conor McGregor thing or, um, yeah. uh, it's Floyd Mayweather. It's hard to get out of bed when you have a hundred million dollars in the bank. <laughs> right who want to get yeah. out to who want to get out of bed to train right so i can yeah. so I, and mind you those are people who had to scratch to get with what they want that arrived there i can't yeah. imagine someone who who's doesn't even recognize that now of course yeah. i'm going to give credit to some of the outliers some kids who are born rich mm -hmm. or whatever but then they yeah. see something and they realize and they try it and they get their butt kicked and then they have this mm -hmm. mental realization wait i gotta do more 
if, if yeah. I, I have to put in more <laughs> and how bad do I want it? So if you see a rich kid yeah. that's playing yeah. volleyball, right? That, that succeeds mm-hmm. in volleyball. That meant yeah. they look, they had the money to pay for the camps and this and that. And they had the money to pay for the yeah. best coaching. But yeah, there has yeah. to be this level. Maybe they got their butt kicked in a tournament by two girls they never met that they thought they Correct. were entitled to beat. Sometimes yeah. they, I'm going to let you talk in a minute, but that's that something happens this inciting incident that drives them to say, Hey, I got the best coaching that money can buy. I got to use, I got to use yeah. this. So I don't, I mean, yeah. I, I'm always going to devalue them more because they've had more opportunities to run yeah. that hundred meter dash that other people have to run 150 meters for. Right. So there's always going to be yeah. now, um, before there was this resentment, uh, but now mm-hmm. it's just, a, it's just an acceptance and reality, right? Because yeah. that's what poor people, listen, isn't that what we tell poor people? Yeah. Oh, you're poor because you don't want to lift yourself up by your bootstraps, right? And then when you get this yeah. job, you work at this job for 10 years, you don't get a promotion. It's like, oh, you don't want to work anymore. No, you, 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 you're, you as someone like that, you try to appreciate, but you feel you deserve more. And they're in the right yeah. to feel that way too. So, so I'm always going to value the person who, who, um, um, had to break eggs to make the omelet. Had to actually break yeah. the damn eggs to make the omelet. All right. Who um, oh, yeah. who d- didn't? They weren't diamonds. They were they were coal <laughs> that right. that had that's to right. become a diamond. It had to become a diamond yeah. in a rough. So there's always that's, right. that's always a better story to tell on a general on a general level. But on my personal yeah. on my personal level, <clears throat> I will always appreciate that because we I, I've I was that person. I am that person. And yeah. um. And juniors, let me tell you something, juniors in the South Bay, the reason why I left coaching in the South Bay is I, I just didn't want to coach them anymore. I, I look, we, yeah. Sean, if you remember 2019, I had a group of girls, right? Yeah. They're all in their sophomore year mm-hmm. in college, right? End of yeah. summer. And I'm like, good, this is a good time for me to step out. You know, me and Duran, yeah. we weren't getting along anyway, but that's a whole other story about me. But we're, <laughs> we're chill. No, but we're friends. We're chill. Me, yeah, me and Duran yeah. are chill. But right now I'm in Culver City, inland bunch of players who don't have a lot of money um you know jason mm-hmm. sets up scholarships or whatever jason olive yeah the program director mm-hmm. a bunch of girls who are interested in volleyball and maybe they play in their little catholic school team or, or public school team but they don't have the coaching they have a school teacher doing it that want to get yeah. better at it and boom all of a sudden you got this fantastic savage coaching staff that's like boom you know like um my friend yeah. my friend from new york said one of his players is actually living out of her <laughs> car <laughs> right <laughs> you know wow. and, and just going through some miserable times but when she he said when she when she walks into the gym like her face lights up and she's smiling and she's she's playing volleyball she's competing she's rolling with the pack of girls doesn't have a care in the world and and mm-hmm. at least in this dimension she looks like she's one of them because yeah. what you what we done is teachers educators mm-hmm. uh, um yeah. coaches mentors have shown them that you're you're, you're not you're not in this and you're okay financially your, your situation or whatever is messed up but you're not in this completely you shouldn't feel alienated because they have this and you don't correct you know what i'm yeah. saying you you can't you have yeah. to you um it's so it's it's so difficult to put into words but the best way i know how to explain it is that like that girl living in her car is the reason why jason made la volleyball club <laughs> yeah. he, you know he's that, huh? it's, it's the reason why you know what i'm saying she's not part of our club she's part of a club in new york or whatever um yeah. our, another friend who's a coach i'm not going to talk about names mm-hmm. or even that coach but i'm like stories like that are the reason why only me personally look i'm i'm good yeah. stein good for you man la volleyball club right dane do your clinics man you know yeah. um, um you know i'm um, 
give them the best training money could buy because those parents are going to pay for it and, and, and charge as much as you can because they'll pay for it. Sure. That's right. More That's so right. than adults. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm not trying to say my way is more noble. I'm not trying to say my way mm -hmm. is more, uh, more virtuous. Um, yeah. Maybe on a general level it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's that's a reality too that they have to yeah. face because that that yeah. door swings both ways. Uh, um, but on a specific level, I'm just gonna say it's different. I wanted something different. Yeah. I wanted to, yeah. I wanted to do something a little bit more with less, which is what my reputation's always been. Which right? Yeah, which, just ask Jake Urudio, right? We were talking about Jake, right? Uh -huh. What was his only yeah. main draw? His only main draw was Hermosa Beach with Earl so Schultz. Did you coach? And yeah. who was the coach? You were coaching the that was Earl. me. So, um, yeah. so how's, how's Earl? How's Earl doing out there? Oh this, man, this, Earl's this right a smart. Now. Earl's in grad school right now, and yeah. and yeah. he knows even, that's even when you're in grad school, you can't be like bullcrapping your way through grades. You know, no, you because no, that's no. your profession, right? You can't <laughs> like undergrad, right. dude. I swagged my way through some courses and still got A's. And you know, maybe that's how I'm built or whatever. Yeah. But I know in grad yeah. school, like Earl, Earl, Earl's got a brain in his head, and he's using all that time. Yeah, he does a yeah. bunch of those guys do, which was always I was always I always I like that because a lot of you know a lot of volleyball players at a, at, a, at that level they do have some of those younger players that have good head got good head on their shoulders. Of course, the girls always seem to be top oh tier. God, <laughs> they so all smart. have all these degrees. They're savages. They're they're built. You know, yeah. I mean, they're 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 athletes and. It's just amazing, and you know you've got a mix of the guys. You got those guys that are kind of like beach bums, and then the mm -hmm. other part of them are, you know, they're they're did, college grads. And but didn't we so, talk about the correlation, uh, juniors, oh, yeah. uh, juniors, girls, uh, and like they're all straight A students, right? Yeah, I, did I talk yes. to you about that? I talked to Bruce White. Did, did, no, did we have that we, conversation? We, we, we had talked about that before, and I mean, it, but uh -huh. it's the truth though, and I, and I think it's a, I think it's 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 part of the coaching, but it's part of the lifestyle in the group because I mean, look it. I think what we were talking about just now when you were talking about um, kids, like say an underprivileged kid is able to come around. But and, and what it made me think of was, is, look, com competitive BJJ is the same way. It's like, you know, like, look, I, I kind of almost think about it. And do I put my, myself at 47? Do I put myself at the ringer? Yes. But my team, my teammates, my professors, my coaches, even the guys that don't compete, they know where I'm at, you know, the, uh, athletically and, and stuff. But I look forward to going in there and getting my ass kicked for 30 to 45 minutes there on Saturdays. It it's 10 five-minute rounds with mm. savages, man. These black belts are like magicians. And even when I think, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can handle that guy just with athletic ability. And then I'm, I got snot bubbles coming out in three minutes. Nice. You know, but look, I, and I give it to, look, I give it back. Not, not at the rate they give it to me, but, and it's, you know, I'm almost, I'm, I'm a little over, I'm almost two years into it, you know, um, which is good. I think I'm at a point, but, um, but like it's, it, it, it's build it's building a lot of stuff in me, even at this age. So that's why, you know, I look at the girls when I'm coaching and it's actually changed a lot of the ways, the things that I do with coaching, coaching BJJ with the kids and even some of the kids that I've been coaching with, uh, volleyball. And I think a lot of it has to do with, it's even, it's increased my mental, my, uh, mental fortitude and it's my toughness. That's a wild thing. So, oh, um, I mean, I'm, yeah. I want. I got a five-year-old. I want her to do jujitsu classes. I mean, right now she's in every sport. She's in a tennis because mommy played tennis. Mommy, mommy was a yeah. top fifty player when she played tennis. Yeah. Um, you know, and the whole family knows how to swing a golf club. And soccer is mm -hmm. soccer and kids is yeah. like a horse and carriage, right? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. how how um 
much which would someone like a five-year-old get out of just like jujitsu lessons so that so that's what um, storm started for. and and it, mm -hmm. it depends on where you take them and, and if they're geared for everything but i mean five to me five between five and six is the perfect age uh, we they we do have some younger ones than that but five to nine I, and, and I've been, it's, it's just, it's a very pivotal age in that nine to 12. But what I've done is, and so, you know, I've coached the basketball teams, I've coached the volleyball teams, the football teams, every, every sport that I've probably played, I try to coach, especially with my kids. If my kids played it, I'm going to coach it just so I can have more quality time with them. But what I've done lately is a couple of these timid kids that I had, you know, Sam is one of them. And I mean, his mother I tell you, but I've taken three or four that I thought were real timid on the soccer on the soccer field or the basketball court. I said, "Hey, why don't you bring them to jujitsu to try it out?" They were like, "Oh, I don't know about that." And now these kids, a year later, are actually just—they've done a complete 180. I mean, they're savages on the on the soccer field. Kids that would be—they would see the pile build up and they would stand away. They're in there getting the ball now. Or kids like Sam. This little kid, he would get angry about everything on the basketball court. I was like, slow down, Turbo. I said, look, we got to be cool. This is basketball. You got to be cool. You got to be, you know, he's and he's the same way. He participates with everything now. And she's like, it's been the best thing for him. I was like, trust me. I said, I think, you know, and I know it depends on the, the coaches and the, <clears throat> and the atmosphere. But, I mean, that's with Gracie United, with the gyms that we have in Baton Rouge, Ascension, Hammond, uh, slide L I, I trained at all these different gyms because it's kind of goes into my, uh, because every gym has a group of savages. Like, I mean, you know, they got, they, they got different competitors and stuff like that, but, and I go cause they're different professors and it's just like me going to another gym. So I get to learn some new stuff. And that's another, the thing that's good about us is I have the ability to do that. But with these kids, like watching them with that group and then take them to another group, it just builds confidence in them from one group. Like Soren, I take Soren to different gyms and like, uh, you, you should see him. He's he's changed a lot in these past two years. I mean, he had a he had a fight at, 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 from from a schoolmate, and it was because he was getting bullied. And he asked me what to do. And I, I mean, fifteen seconds of fame, but kid was older and bigger than him. Yeah. And I said, do do, do jujitsu. <clears throat> well, I left. I left the house, and Soren and Seth sends me a video. My oldest son. He was outside, and these four or five little kids are next door, and they and they and the lot, and the kid pushed Soren. Well, Soren, you know, he does jujitsu, striking, some other stuff, and grappling, grabs him by the shirt and gives him a three piece in the mouth. <laughs> like, bop, bop, bop. Oh, my God. And I'm like, I'm watching, I'm watching this video. I'm like, uh, oh, my God. It's like, oh, my God. This is. Yeah. So the kid's bigger than him. So he grabs Soren, threw him on the ground, and Soren sits out and takes his back. So mm. he's rear naked choking this kid. And you can hear the kid yelling, let go, let go. And Soren didn't let go right away. And he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm done, I'm done. Soren let him go. And then he, uh, he, that was that was it. And I said, yeah. "Well, how you you buddies? How, how are y'all doing now on the bus?" He's like, "Oh, we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're only seven and eight years." Isn't that so weird but, that kids have to fight to be friends? <laughs> yeah. You're like, tell but, me about I, it. <laughs> I know, I know, and, but that's it's just wild. I'm like, mm -hmm. but ever since then, he's been okay. And you know, I told, but that's the biggest thing I tell I, I, yeah. I tell the kids. It's like it's bully prevention, guys. Yeah. You know, not to say that. You know, a blue sticker is not going to get your kid, save your kid from getting his ass kicked. No. A little a blue belt eventually as he gets older will, yeah. you know, but, but I've been watching kids and, and parents tell me that, but I mean, but for little girls, mm -hmm. I mean, the, the little girls are savages. Kids, yeah. girls, 14 and under, maybe 12 and under. It's mm -hmm. because of that testosterone kicks in, right. but they, they whipped it. They whipped the brakes off of boys. Soren, I think one of his two, two yeah. losses in competition are from a nine, you know, he has to compete up because of his weight because yeah. he's a, he's a big kid. But, um, 
but the girls, they're, they're just so aggressive and they're do, savages. Do you amazing. know how but I survived? <laughs> do you know how I survived on Flatbush Avenue? My older sister <laughs> protected me. I was, a, I was a mama's boy, man. Oh, I was man. a mama's boy. And then at some point, you know, like she had a falling out with my mom. And she had to leave the house at 14. So that's yeah. just a, one of the many stories my broken family has to tell. Was that, is um, that your sister in the military? Older sister. You I have an older one. We're 11 yeah. months apart. No one knows about it. Okay. Um, okay. She was part of every I'm, gang I'm, in New York you think of. She was a Decepticon. Oh, she was part of MOB. Um, yeah. And of course, the Peaceful Zulu Nation, one of their chapters. But mm -hmm. but um, at some point, because she got she left, got sent away or had to leave, um, and she instilled this Brooklyn virtue in me. And it's, it's not something I prescribe to everybody else because it doesn't really make sense. It only makes sense to us. Yeah. If someone picks on you and you let them, in our mind, in our Brooklyn mind, we think that they get to walk around like it's it's okay to do it yeah. whenever they want. And it doesn't, yeah. and in our Brooklyn mind, it doesn't stop, like letting them do it doesn't stop there. Yeah. So it's really instilled this in this insecurity a lot of Brooklyn guys have, like oh, someone's always mm -hmm. talking about them or someone has to, has something to say about them and this and that. And then, yeah. then you, you just, want, you have to stand up for yourself for, uh you know, you're incapable of solving real problems right now because you're hysterical about imaginary ones, you know? So, yeah, right. um, so that's what helped me. My dad boxed golden gloves, which helped. Yeah. So he taught me how to use my hands, but I was still scared because I was 220, I was 250 pounds in high school. And I felt like if I hit someone, I would hurt him. I didn't, want, I didn't really want to yeah. hurt nobody. I could hit yeah. someone hard enough uh, without any skill and, and hurt them. Yeah. I can fall on them. I could choke the life out of someone and hurt them and not, with no training, you know, because you're yeah, big. Size, but, but, size matters and yeah. all that stuff. You know yeah, I mean? the bigger they are, I mean, the bigger I, I they love, are. <laughs> I love to hear people in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, no. uh, yes, it does. Yeah. Size matters. Uh, yeah. Your age matters. I mean, and it's it's kind of a common fact. There's too. levels like, I've to competed. that. Yeah. I've, there's levels to all of it. Like, right. you know, your belt, like they say, if, when you give up, um, say, five to ten years, that's about a belt. Right. You know, a belt. Um, and then if you give up every 10 or 15 pounds or 20, 25, you're giving up another belt, another level. So, I mean, yeah, it all matters. It, it really does. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's, that's a smart thing as a big, as a big, mm -hmm. as a big human being or a big person, you know, you, you're capable of doing some damage that you probably don't want to do to people, you yeah. know, so that's, well, that's a good. I'm, I'm just glad that I, I could see more clearly on some situations, you know, I've improved on that. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, for an example, I'd like to tell you a part of my weekend. Uh, juniors. I was coaching the LA Volleyball Club this weekend, right? So I go to Momentus, Misty May Arena, right? Last year, yeah. my, remember, my, remember my King of the Beach chair, the like the director's uh -huh. chair? I yeah. reported that missing last year and I said I was going to come back and get it and they called me and they said no one turned it in, right? So when yeah. I drive up, um, one of the parents sends me a picture of my chair and says, your chair is here. So I roll up to see where my chair is and like front uh -huh. security who's paying money, uh, collecting money for parking is sitting yeah. in my chair. So I walk up oh to him and I'm gosh. like, uh, that's my chair. And he's like, really? I said, yes. I said, that's my sponsor. And I got two queen of the beach chairs matching indoor. And they're like, what, they're like, what evidence do you have that this is your chair? And I said, get the fuck out of here. And I picked up the chair and I walked away. <laughs> I said, get the fuck out of here. It says yeah. king. You know what? That, no, that's code for it. It says king of the beach. How many of yeah. these chairs you think are in circulation? What kind of lie you think you're going to tell me where you got this chair? You, you yeah, know what right. I'm saying? So I, I said, get the fuck out of here. And I took my chair. So indoor, <laughs> it is loud. And it, re 
Anyone that's coached indoor that's not coaching beach, I'm going to remind you what you don't miss about it, all right? Indoor, I, I literally have my libero position five next to me on the sideline. And I'm like, switch out. She can't hear me. And now I'm like, switch, switch. And now it sounds like I'm yelling at my kids. I'm trying to get the ref's yeah. attention. I'm, I'm yelling at the the, the, the referee, right? Um, I pointed the line, just like, what's the call? And, like, you know, talking with my hands now looks now looks aggressive, right? Uh, um, mm -hmm. And Saturday was just a bad day because I got called out of rotation eight times because I gave my lineup, but they put it in the book the wrong way. So the ref's oh just trying gosh. to, so the top ref's trying to do his job. He's just out of rotation. Yeah. Next play. Out. So like five times in a row got called. Now I was just, I, I was just going to tell my captain, pack our shit. We're leaving. We're out of here. I, yeah. I don't want to yeah. do this shit anymore. And, uh, but, but they fixed it. Um, they, they told Jason and Jason's like, he doesn't care, <laughs> you know, cause Jason doesn't care because they don't want to see video. They just want to bitch. Yeah. Correct. If I told them I have a video of the entire game, look look at the whole video in its entirety and you tell me if that story is correct. Oh, we don't want to bother. They don't want to bother with that because actually looking for the truth is uh, requires too much work, yeah. right? And that was right. just Saturday. So Sunday happens and I'm, the, I'm calm because I'm a Pat Riley coach. I sit in, my, in that chair and I don't mm. get up unless... I'm calling timeout or unless something can't wait because because I like yeah. my kids to be independent thinkers. I don't I don't I'm not like free, free, go out, go out, you know, down, yeah. down. I'm not that coach. I'm not yeah. that guy. Yeah, um, I'm that guy in practice. But um, mm -hmm. Jason comes, joins me at the end of the day, sees me chilling. And the last match to take first place ball goes. Um, they call a ball out, but it was in. I tell the ref, no, nah, that's their ball. That's in. Of course, they yeah. believe me because it benefits them. Another ball's. Yeah. Um, out the um, another ball might have been in or out. The ref calls in. They huddle up. They call a replay, and I'm just like, okay, cool, fine. There's a back row attacker. They huddle up with the ref. Decided her hand wasn't above, above the hand, uh, the height of the net. Though the ball, went, the trajectory went like this, <laughs> yeah. right? It didn't go up and down. And then finally, we're up 11-9 somehow, some way. We hit a ball. Girl swipes at it on the way out. It says no touch. Line judge calls no touch. The referee overrules. It says she touch touch. They huddle yeah. up. And decide to give them the ball again. And Jason just like, look, look. So Jason, what Jason does, he does a tactical thing. He says, I want to check the book because the score is wrong. He doesn't want to yeah. protest the call. And then all of a sudden he protests. And then the, the, the guy comes and holds up the show. Their parents are mad at Jason. They're talking to him, but he's not really listening. And yeah. we get screwed on the call. And we, they give them an extra point. They get two points. So now it's 11-11 uh -huh. when we should have been 11-9. And we still won right yeah. but the, the, and i took too long to take this story to get to the good part this is the good part i, I leave and one of the parents is like coach is you okay being a cheater you know and i'm like <laughs> i'm like che i was like cheat i was like cheater right he, he's like he's like yeah you cheated out there i said i don't i don't make the calls the ref does and you're okay with that, right? And I'm like, am I a cheater or am I okay with that? What are you asking me right now? Yeah. I said, I didn't do, dude, I didn't do that to you. They did, yeah. you know? Uh, um, and he's like, he hell. says, you're a fucking piece of shit and you're a cheater oh my God. and you're a fucking piece of shit. And he gets in his pickup because that's yeah, what makes him feel hard. Because that's what guys in pickups do, right? They, you, know, you, you, drive, you drive a pickup, so now you got a big dick, right? So, mm -hmm. um, and now now I'm really going off, I'm sorry, but, but um. <laughs> I'm like, when he did that, I said, um, see you next time, you know, uh, or no better luck yeah. next time. Cause you won. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that was supposed to feel good. Like, like you could yeah. forgive all that shit if you win, but that with the way yeah. he left, man, it, it rubbed me the wrong way. And I was like, what if Jason, what if the Jason from Brooklyn? Yeah. 
said, yo, why don't you come say that to my face? And you, you yeah, said, exactly. and I was thinking exactly what you were thinking. Three piece in a soda. I was thinking yeah, one, two, right. like one, two, <laughs> let him come right. around. And then the third one. So it's a one, two, right? And then That's when he right. comes around, pop, pop him again. So that, we call that a yeah. three piece in a soda. Uh -huh. And I'm oh, like yeah. this, what is it with Californians that they think that somebody oh, wow. ain't going to, that, that, that someone's oh. not going to roll up and say, Hey, say that again. And it's because, it's because they've gotten away with it yeah. for so long. And Jason, yeah. Jason was like, look, dude, we won and life goes on. And I'm like, it's, yeah. this is a day later and I'm emotional right now. It still doesn't sit well with me. It, it yeah. should, it should have sat well with me because I'm older, I'm more mature. Yeah. Uh, um, and, you know, and again, at the end of the day, there's something gratifying about going through all that stuff, being antagonized. And you're like, dude, I forgive all of my players can pull this out and win. <laughs> I could just, yeah. this is, I forget about the whole mess and my players could just, you know, and then if they win, you could go in the huddle and give them a story about mental toughness, right? We yeah. tell them, hey, oh, yeah. hey, we could have lost because of those calls, right? And yeah. everyone would have understood you got screwed, right? Or you could do some champ stuff. You know, yeah. you can win in spite of those calls. And I'm tonight. I'm yeah. gonna tell him the story about Dane Blanton uh, um, in Portugal. What happened with the? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know if you. Um, no. bear, bear with me again. Thirty seconds. Portugal semifinals, mm -hmm. Olympics, Sydney, ten ten side out. Right. So ten ten. That took an hour, <laughs> forty five yeah, minutes yeah, to get right? to ten ten. Right. <laughs> so Fanoi. <laughs> so Fanoi hits the ball wide. So they call timeout. They get back on the court. The referee skips the yellow, gives him a red card for delay of game. So now they're not just down to one, they're down two. Yeah. Uh, after all of that time, they get to 10-10. And Dane, that, that could have made them lose, but not Dane. Dane goes back, they get the ball back. Dane serves an ace mm -hmm. out of position one. Wrist away ace, position five, you know, line jumps, boom. Um, third serve, Fanoi gets a block. Uh, the fourth serve, pokey dig on transition and then hit and then the fifth serve ace right down the middle tweener so what took an hour to get to 10 10 they finished in about a minute and 40 seconds just five straight points and dane was like the thing i learned was like dude i gotta thank the ref you know he you know he actually yeah. gave me that extra bit of energy and i'm like that's not what i got what i got was that yeah. if you lost because of that everyone would have understood yeah. it usa would have still had your back <laughs> you know right <laughs> oh we got yeah. screwed no fair wait, wait, wait. Uh, um but yeah. no no they were on some champ shit dude yeah, they were on they some were. champ shit so that was the redeeming thing i got this weekend got my chair back yeah. which i will well, never take plus. to an indoor event I, again i will never I take that say, chair i would i would leave that i would keep that with you at all times yes you know how that stuff walks away from yeah. those indoor events like it's nobody's business i've taken that chair to beach events yeah 10 times and never got stolen in fact people know it's mine and they're yeah. like, they'll, they'll sit in my chair and they'll send me a text while I'm on another court. Best chair yeah. ever. ever. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Did you yeah. see uh, Phoenix AVP? Uh, no. I, well, no. I, watched, I watched the highlights of it. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, been busier than a one arm paper mm -hmm. hanger. So, yeah. I mean, a lot, as long if I can get in and see, like I said, I try to watch anything that Evan and them have to do with. I watch their matches and like Kristen and all them. But, it seems like people, everybody, from what it sounded like, they enjoyed the yeah. event. I mean, the event looked like it was super nice. I mean, right. like, remember, I I talked to you about one time. I said, that would be a very big or unique venue to do it in the Superdome. You yeah. know, Bally's does on the Superdome now, so that's not far-fetched, to be honest with you. Right. But but it seemed like everybody liked the event. Um, yeah. And indoor, indoor and beach facilities would be ideal. 
Yes. I mean, they've been around for long enough. So, I mean, look, that's actually people are like, oh, there's no wind, there's no this. Well, that you still got to change your game up. Remember, we had the indoor complex at Diggs that people would come all the way from Florida, from Texas to come and train in because when it gets mm. cold, Texas, I mean, Dallas has some indoor yeah. uh, complexes. I don't know if Houston does right now, but we would get some some monster games yeah. over there and, you know, people lining up. But it, you do who have to said, change your game with that. But indoor. who says, who, who made up this rule? All right, sorry. Who made up this rule? that the only way for you to get respect is to go in the shittiest conditions possible for you and play against people who are used to those conditions. Who yeah, made up this, this asinine rule? It's asinine, asa 10, and asa 12, all right? Yeah. Who made up this rule that it has to be yeah. deep sand, there has to be sun, you, yeah. uh, uh, well, uh, and it has to be in this venue uh, and, and beat people who train in those conditions that they're comfortable correct. in uh, every day of the week? Yes. Get the hell yes. out of here. Who You got to be yeah. Qatar? You got to be Qatar to get respect? <laughs> I mean, right, come on. Exactly. I mean, because that's, that's, that's like, what Qatar did. They they went and they went and still house Trevor and try. They, they did, man. Those guys are amazing. <laughs> Just like the Swedes, I've been keeping up with the Swedes as well. Those boys, they're ridiculous. Like I, the games changed. It's, mm-hmm. it's done. I mean, I, I look at I look at what's going on, and you know, we've always talked about the prototypical size and the skill of what they have. Man, these guys are six nine, seven foot tall, doing things that you see people that are six three doing. Yeah, six four. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But like. But they have definitely changed some stuff up. But I definitely want to see some more indoor events. I think it'll I think it'll benefit. And another thing it can do is that it actually can prolong. It can it can make the season longer because they can do it wherever they want to do it, and they don't have to worry about the elements. I mean, down here in Louisiana, you always got to worry about like humidity, the rain, yeah. humidity in the rain. I mean, yeah. but if you do it inside one of the the Smoothie King Center, you do it inside the Superdome. You know, I'll be giving Jeff and them a call sometime in a couple yeah. of weeks. The South Bay think up. they know what hot conditions are. Yeah, <laughs> really? Exactly. No, it's, it's 72 degrees every day of the week out here in the winter. Yeah. No, they yeah. do not know what hot and humid conditions are. No, no unless no, you, no, unless no. you train just, you, under the iron of Kristen Nuss and Taryn Club. I'm telling you, you go to Baton Rouge, New Orleans, mm-hmm. Houston, anything south of Houston, um, anything in South Florida, even in South Florida, people don't realize that you're going to be South south florida gets so hot it's ridiculous <laughs> but i mean you know i mean that's why i was so happy to play all these tournaments up in michigan and ohio i'm thinking like man this is great i'm not about to cramp out you know it's the finals and i'm not cramping out so and but but yeah it's i think the indoor thing should catch on i think they should do if you want to know my my, my take on it i mean i don't have a lot of say so but i mean three indoor events three and then you've got the three gold events and those are the big money tournaments and then you should probably then you can you can pick and choose new venues that you think maybe I knew I know that what's the one they did in Michigan was that Muskegon was that uh yeah Muskegon that, turned I mean, out to be a pretty good yeah. one man and you got a lot of people yeah. from there too you have a lot of people yeah. who are um like main draw attractions who happen to be from there so like yeah. I, I, I what that Logan Weber um yeah, he's, Doc he's, Vandermeer he's, he's, Jeff Samuels yeah all those guys so you got all I mean they've got you know. And then, I mean, what was really upsetting is, I mean, not upsetting, but I mean, you know, my favorite, New York. Yeah. They didn't have New York. And I don't know why they didn't have that. I don't know. No. But I mean, that's well, like, you know. I think, don't have the... you know, it's bad, though. How Atlantic City went down. Um, <laughs> at, know, yeah. Being in Atlantic City, the, mm-hmm. the third week of July, in yeah. the middle of the summer, in a, in a beach that's already uh, aesthetically a dump. The place yeah. is a dump. It even looks like yeah, a dump. It, is. it feels well, like a dump. The, but you you, was... you go in this bad sand. You know, you're avoiding needles, never mind pins, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. On the boardwalk. So you're yeah, on this that's... crappy sand under this broken down boardwalk, under these yeah. second rate casinos. 
mm-hmm. and the heat picks up on this bad sand and yeah. you have five players that have third degree burns. burns. Jeff, oh, Jeff Samuels, I was his burns. coach in Manhattan Beach. I talked yeah. the dude out of um, Seaside. Yeah. I talked him out of Seaside. I said, if, cause he played Manhattan Sixes and that was a human day too, humid day too in the South mm-hmm. Bay. Yeah. And I said, if you go to Seaside, you will not finish that tournament and you'll make your feet worse where you won't uh, get, you won't be able to play in Manhattan Beach. And at least in Manhattan Beach, yeah. you're paid, you get paid to show. You got draw points, you're paid right. to show. So, you know, be, yeah. spend, spend, stay at my house, you know, come chill with me, learn how to walk again, <laughs> learn how to run again with yeah. those feet. David Lee, right? Actually yeah. had, they had, a, had a toenail, lost a toenail. It was so hot. It's and because so him and Cody I mean, Caldwell won. But I, but I think the point I was trying to make, whoever's mistake it was it doesn't matter but them going to that particular area in the east coast at that time of year under those conditions have doomed the avp's association with the east coast it's not going to happen again it's not going to happen again for a long time and 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 they messed up with new york city because new york city changing it from pier 25 uh keeping the qualifier there and moving it Mm -hmm. uh, building that venue was a success yeah it was they do they realize the conglomerate of fans they had. This isn't Manhattan oh. Beach where guys are just rolling up on their bikes, drive, you know, riding their bikes from to Hermosa yeah. or or like um, you know, Redondo or whatever, and they can ride their bike, mm-hmm. park their bike, and then see this event. Yeah. It's not like Manhattan Beach where these guys just roll out of bed and you can watch it from your from your your, your roof deck on or, your or, balcony. Yeah, your, your balcony. Because yeah. I don't Manhattan Beach, you can't build roof decks anymore. They unless you're grandfathered in, which is why I live in yeah. Hermosa. But um, do they realize that? In New York City, you can find six guys from Columbia, a bunch of Russians from Brighton Beach, right? A bunch of freaking Polish dudes from South Brooklyn, the Dominicans uptown, the Koreans in Flushing, the Chinese from Chinatown. Um, Mm -hmm. High school, the the high school exceptional seniors game had like 38 kids all in a went, took up a whole section. Do you realize the diversity of the crowd you're attracted that cannot hurt the sport as far as promoting it and make it more popular it can only yeah. hurt you know yeah. spend the money if yeah. it's too expensive make yeah. a decision make a decision if you want to be a real a real fucking sport make yeah. a decision yeah. uh, if you want to be a real sport of you want to say i can't do this because i'm too expensive all right it's yeah it's it's to me it's i mean manhattan is you know like that's a good venue of course that's just the granddad of them all yeah. but there's something about New York, and I've mm-hmm. always had I've always had the, the I've, I've been lucky enough to play you know like that center court match when we played against Ricardo and them. It's like what ten o'clock in the morning, eleven o'clock in the morning, and that place was packed. Of course, to see yeah. you know Ricardo and, and Cam, but uh, Shock, but uh, but like yeah, it's it, but it's just the venue they had of that and the way that it was built and it just it brought every. I mean, the weekend and that was a qualifier there. that was Ricardo and Shock, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. Come exactly. on. So I mean, just the, 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 but the whole weekend, like the whole from Thursday to Sunday that it was packed the whole pier was was jumping mm-hmm. and you just kind of wonder like man why isn't it why, didn't, why i mean i understand that the COVID stuff that 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 killed a lot of stuff but i mean it's it should come back i think that's one that they definitely need to bring back you know chicago is one of those i think the gold series should be new york chicago and manhattan you know i mean that's and, just me and new york would like, pay. right and if they if yeah, they decided to charge tickets <laughs> Um, like Manhattan Beach was a free event, unless you're you're doing mm-hmm. courtside of this yeah. or that. Yeah. If they just decided yeah. to charge general admission, in addition yeah. to whatever, then New York. Yep. If you want them, you if it's too expensive, charge yeah. money and New Yorkers will pay for it. They will charge money for, for general admission, and I'm telling you, I swear to you, admission and 
twenty five. New Yorkers would pay for twenty five. Day long. Yeah, I mean, you, you're gonna be able yeah. to get it, you know. And I mean, Austin's and courtside the so Wall Street and courtside seats. The Wall Street guys are just saying they t- name your number. Yeah. Yeah, Tell me your yeah, number, they do and it. I got it. They were always filled up. Every yeah. cabana that was on the side was filled up. So that, you know, but hopefully that's some things. I mean, I'm, you know, I definitely want to do some traveling, and I want to go some some of the venues next year to to be there and present and stuff like that. But that's hopefully that's one that they bring back because I'd like I'd like to see everybody and and get to spend a you know I like spending time in New York anyway. I take a week and try to get there by Tuesday, just like me and Cam used to me and Cameron Beans I always used to do. I was like, let me meet me up there earlier. And get to spend a couple of days in New York before we played and, and do stuff like that and then have a good weekend there, you know. So, I'm gonna go where I'm appreciated. I'm gonna look if I'm yeah. if I'm going there just as a fan to see some people or whatever, if I'm go, if my function there is as a, mm-hmm. is there as a coach, right? Yeah. Uh, um that's fine too. Uh, but if I know ahead of time someone wants me to do color commentary, um and I'm appreciated, that's cool. Like New Orleans, you guys really right. did the job for me. I really appreciate that. Atlantic oh, City man, started Atlantic City started off on the wrong foot, but that's all Atlantic <laughs> But that's no, but that's all Atlantic City has, right? Two left feet and ugly fucking shoes, right? So yeah, um yeah, so of course right, it's the right, wrong look, foot. <laughs> um but, but that was you made the most yeah. out of all. But Motherload, dude, that. Motherload, Aspen, Colorado. I was they yeah. they invited me to MC MC for the people listening is basically what yeah. Mark Sherman does and what like um Dan, mm-hmm. uh, Dave Shaw does and I and I told yeah. him I'm not I'm not I'm a color commentator that's not my you know my original wheelhouse but it doesn't yeah. I can I'm just trying to say I can yeah yeah I yeah. think we all know I can do it it was it was great it was yeah. absolutely terrific I'll, I had the the crowd galvanized yeah sorry yeah, yeah I liked it I listen I watched I watched that's the only reason I yeah. even watched the motherload some of the matches was because yeah. you were doing them. And you posted them, and I was like, "Oh, I mean, I've, I've never played in the Mellow Load, and I should. I need to go up there." But I heard that's the most beautiful. Yeah, but you, you can afford to. You can afford to make that trip. <laughs> yeah, the, nice. A lot of people don't want to go because, as <laughs> what, for, in addition to yeah. in addition to it being really hard to get to, right? Um, yeah. It's expensive to live there. There's no hotels for single people. You got to get with a whole bunch of people and like rent like a house uh, or whatever, and this and yeah. that. And that's what I did. They gave me a house. Yeah, that's what you got. They do. gave me a house, yeah. and you know what I said? I said, "Whoever's nice to me, I'm gonna offer them a room." No one was nice to me, so I, had, I kept the whole house to me. I said, I looked around. I said, "Whoever's nice to me first, I'm, yeah. uh, you know, because yeah. I had, I had, I had, I had three bedrooms. So I said, um, "Whoever's nice to me first, I'm gonna hook them up." And I'm like, "All right, it's a lonely world." Yeah, <laughs> In this it big is big ass castle. Is, mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, that, but big up to Corey Brindell. You know, Corey yeah. Brindell, who runs that. Uh-huh. Big up to all yeah, the merchandise people. The guy who did Let's Go Volleyball. Leon, what, was that? He took it over. He took it over from Leon. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I know that they had had some. So they either I don't know if it was a sell or whatever they mm. did, but apparently, I mean, apparently mm. it was done very well. Yep. I mean, it's it's a popular event. Everybody's always loved mm. it. All the guys from here that have ever played in it. Yeah. You know, like I and said, you have, even had some. Yeah, and if you want to turn enemies to friends, to that person who used to run it, let them to let them come to it. Let them come yeah. to the event. He'll he'll see he'll make eye contact with Corey Brindell. Corey will make eye contact with him, and all you want to do is give each other a hug. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because healing one, the healing is uh, time is the best healer, and two, when you put it together, you uh, unless you're just a hater, you're just out there yeah. looking for someone's worst moment. Uh, um, all you want to do is give him a hug. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. To better everything, this sport, you know. You, it's sad that they even have haters in this sport because this sport's the one sport yeah. that you can't have. I mean, they, everybody needs to, to yeah. you know, bind together and try to pick right. it up. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't go back through what it went through in the past. What was it, 2012, whenever they – I mean, I wasn't yeah. playing 
then, but I remember everybody talking about it. I was like, how the hell does this even happen with a professional sport? And then you've got all these amazing write-ups that we read, you know, from the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't, I haven't read, read it's like a, book a boom yet, period. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Stephis. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't read Stephis book, but I've read, but every time he posts something, I read mm-hmm. it and I, I comment back to him. Oh, those blogs. Me. Aren't they amazing? They were, oh, man. Look, I Steph take those is... and I, I use it. I use it with my kids. Yeah. And I use it with the kids that I train at BJJ. Like I even actually posted something from an excerpt of what he did about the, the, the BJJ competitors the, the here. And every single one was like, this is goddamn genius. I said, well, they came from a volleyball player. And I, yeah. said, he's, he, I said, you don't have to be the best to win. I'm a, I mean, that's what's going on with me in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu right now. I said, but I said, I'm going to find a way to win. Mm-hmm. And that's, he's right. That's the yeah. mindset that he's had. And I mean, look at him. He was, he yeah. was, I mean, dude, well, dude I, he owned Los Angeles for, you know, that period of time. I mean, yeah, he did well, everything. He was, it was awesome. Well, so, go, a gold medal will cement your legacy forever that's the one thing they can't take from you for 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 any right. reason right i, I mean if dane were a little oh, whiter yeah. he probably his star power would probably be bigger but it's big anyway right you yeah, know like is, think about so this awesome. though dane is the only guy to win an olympic gold medal and uh, an avp crown and an ncaa yeah. championship as a player and a coach no other player holds that distinction not even karch karai so no, no, he should no, no, be no. like if Stephus is revered and for noise, like, oh my God, you're a god. We really need to take some of those lights and let it and let it shine on this 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 oh, this yeah. af- this absolutely class class act of of a human being, mm-hmm. Dane Blanton. But but yeah. Stephus, nope. I'm gonna read the Stephus thing. I mean, yeah. all all you needed to do was tell me Travis helped him write it. <laughs> Travis Mirwitter? Yeah. yeah. Travis helped That's him it. write it. I'm gonna read it. He's one of he's one of the yeah. most lively writers uh you haven't you you know, we had we've had and possibly in the history of the sport, you know? Yeah, and even yeah. though and I even forgive him his sentiments about New York, you know, he, he gets a pass <laughs> he gets a pass because he has mad skills. Yeah. He, does. <laughs> so, he does, man. Yeah. I love reading and Tra- Travis, whenever he first started playing around the same mm-hmm. time, he was over there in, in Florida. Mm-hmm. When I first met him, him and I were both, you know, coming up with these tournaments we played in. But and Travis was lucky enough to not have kids, and he moved out to well, California. But you know, like he's he's made such a name for himself. But his writing, man, I love everything he writes. I love reading. It's a lot. It's, it's he's, alive he's a, off the page. Good, yeah. yeah, it's a lot. Even on even on a, on on a bad day. Right, writers mm-hmm. are going to have bad days too, and they know they have a, a deadline or yeah. their maybe their own self deadline where they have to put out stuff. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, he he, he inspired oh, yeah. me to write again. I have a weekly blog yeah. called um, Weekly Uncensored that I put yeah. on Facebook, um, yeah, and this this week is gonna is called um, uh, They're Fine. You're gonna love that. They're, right. It's called They're uh-huh. Fine. It means stop nice. stop fighting. People who don't have a lot of money stop fighting each other about what rich people think or not, right? Like, Correct. I'll give you an example. Yes. Like abortion, abortion mm-hmm. is a hot button issue. Some people think, oh, it's a life form. Oh, it's not a life form, and this and that. But stop yeah. arguing. When do you think rich people care about that? No. Um, like Anna Kasparian said, yeah. who um, she went in this rant. She said they're so old, it's a non-issue to them. And if they're young enough, yeah. then they do care. They they're gonna get one. Regard is a rich is the law is banning abortion yeah. going to stop a rich family or a wealthy family from yeah. getting an abortion if they want one? The answer no, is no. Not at all. So no. that's what I meant by they're yeah. fine, <laughs> dude. Uh, they're fine. Yeah, yeah. it's you know. Yeah, like stop. People, people would stop mm. for a second and stop worrying mm. about to the left what people are doing to the left and the right of them. Yeah. 
they it would it would take a lot of anxiety yeah. out of people's stop. lives. I mean, like like the whole stop the steal thing. Like it's crazy because everybody that was part of Stop the Steal that ran for office didn't get elected. Yeah. But my right. question is, do you think the wealthy cares that AOC got yeah. reelected? They're they're she's in their back pocket too. They're yeah, dude. Hey, here it is. They're fine. <laughs> they are. They are. Let's not I mean, look, let's stop having fights over over what hard. over what does not affect the people who control who who are controlling the narrative. They're, they're, they they are unaffected yeah. by these things. Uh, the war in Ukraine. Yeah. Look, ain't no rich kid gonna join the army or feel the need to join the army where we might be. We're on the we're on the verge of having some proxy war or like a battalion yeah. gets sent by the Saudis to to fight the Yemen. But wealthy mm -hmm. people don't have their kids join the army, and if they do, they're officers. No. And if they're and if they're officers, they're in the rear with the gear. That's they're right. fine. <laughs> they're going. To, they're going. They're going to West Point before they ever touch anything no, else. You know. No. And after so, West West that. Point, they'll be a chairborn <laughs> ranger. And after they graduate West Point, and you know, give the government back what they pay for, they will be a chairborn ranger. That's what we call them right. in the army. Fight yeah, fight a war with a paper yeah. and a pen. <laughs> that's it. That's exactly what. Yeah. So that's my new I mean, um uncensored thing. You know, I don't know how to yeah. put it together because my wife criticized me, criticized it, so now I feel like I got I got to rewrite it. So, you yeah. know, because well, she's she's smart. <laughs> we we could go on and on about government issues. Like I said, they're mm -hmm. all it's look it's all they're all in the same gang. It's yeah. you know what I mean. It just, yeah. They're all they're all up there. They're up there by yeah. themselves. So, but uh, I don't know if we have time for that one. But, no. Well, you yeah. know what? We gave all that the attention it deserves. Let's talk about club again. Are you helping yeah. out with the club? Or are you are you coaching privately on the um, beach? Are you, you are I'm, you continuing to do some, some work um for, you know, for young minds out there? Funny enough, you asked that. I got I got asked about that a couple of times today. Which you know, in that setting, there are some there are some players. You know, and I've always kind of done this myself. I've I've taken a few players. Um, one-on-one -on -one and like especially if they're and their parents have come to me they're like look we we want they want she wants to play college and mm -hmm. so right now the record's good i usually take two or three and i put them in college if they give me about a year or two to help them out with there's there's one or two now but she's going to sign i think i might do some 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 practice with her and a couple of other groups and stuff but as far as the club goes um indoor no, I don't have the time for that. And no, I was beach, talking about beach. No, beach, indoor. Yes, but no, no, no. Why would you I, do that I, to I, yourself? Well, well, when Stella played, when Stella was okay. playing for CBC, um, Samantha Nestel, her her club, of course, she was playing. So what? I'm there. So let me go ahead and coach. And I, that was good. That was only a 12, 13 year old team. But on the beach, I'm I'm going to be doing some training with uh, Point Break volleyball, spikes volleyball, same thing. Uh, Jason and Brittany Harrell that's they've made it's a new complex it's just I mean it's phenomenal it's on the water it's got it's got a, a great restaurant associated with it they it's right there in Slido Louisiana it's on Lake Pontchartrain and then um Nick he's got Spikes Volleyball um and he's actually affiliated with him so they kind of merge together so I'll be actually with Titan Performance I'll actually be doing a lot of stuff with those two groups as well so that's probably going to be a place where we have a lot of AVP America but um, events. But what also what we're going to do is we've kind of talked to some of the local colleges and we'll probably be hosting uh, training or clinics there. So I'm not probably going to do any kind of coaching, say, per se, one-on-one, -on -one, but I will be doing one or two clinics this summer at Point Break Volleyball. And um, it, the ones that we've had so far last year were amazing. You look, because it's every level. I've got kids that have never touched a volleyball, and they come out, and I've got kids that are mediocre, and then I've got kids that are playing high school ball, and they want to transition over beach, and so it's it's been a blessing to be able to do that with them. Yeah, so, yeah, so I, w I will be doing that, but it's only going to be more so on clinics. 
but I think we've got three or four AVP Americas set up for that juniors there. And I'm going to have one adults that I've got in the wings. And of course, mangoes mangoes has drew Hamilton. Yeah. So he's, he, you know, he's got his thing going on and he does a great job, but we will yeah. have Louisiana beach week, which is going to be a gold qualifying event is going to be at, at mangoes uh, in Baton Rouge. I can't give you our guys the dates yet, but me and the AVP and mangoes have already kind of situated and set everything up. And who knows, we may even just bring up a main draw event over there too, you know, because they've got the facility. You've seen the facility. Yeah. It's second. It's it's beautiful. And so, it also moves the volleyball noodle. There will be fans of interest who will come out in, in mass and do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, Coconut Beach is amazing. We know that. But like Louisiana Beach Volleyball, I've gotten with a couple of other complexes around the state. There's a complex that they built in Thibodeau right. that everybody's they're raving about. There's two or three people, uh, places around the state that mm-hmm. they're not central lo- centrally located, but they've built 12, 14 court venues. Nice. Yeah. They've dumped in $2 million. So I'm going to go check them out and see what we got but for right now. Mangoes is going to be the next hot spot for Louisiana Beach Volleyball. It's a great spot. For tight performance. Yeah. I mean, you've been there. So, yeah. Tim and I, Tina, like I said, they I got to, ref- I got to referee. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You got to ref one of the, one of the, the girls loved it. I mm-hmm. appreciate you because I was actually refing yeah. the ATMU yeah. championship. And I was yeah, but like, they're so I mature. It's so easy to ref. Just, oh, just sit up I know, there. I know. Just sit it's, up there and make sure they're honest about in and out. And then, and then yeah, I dread, yeah, I dread coach having a ref male, yeah. male finals. Because, right. you know, when I'm out having an event, I kind of like to do it myself just yes. so I don't have to hear he said, she said, especially. Yeah. Even with the juniors, that's why they like the events. I mean, we we try to give them two days of play. They get plenty of action. They get to go against all the best all the best kids in the in the state and some out of the state. Yeah. But whenever it comes down to the finals, and you know, I, I did something that was different this year. I actually paid out two of my events, the eighteen U's, mm-hmm. boys and girls, yep. and that brought some that brought that brought some kids to the yard, which was amazing. I said, y'all are eighteen years old. Why I... wouldn't you? You know you. You're going to win your money back is what you're going to do. I mean, take so. everything you said about refereeing beach, right? Mm-hmm. Multiply yeah. it by eight. And that's how I feel about refing indoor. Oh, I, like, no, it like, I just, yeah. I, won't, I don't want to touch no. that. You know? No, I, so. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to meet up with Jason tonight because we have yeah. to talk about keeping our composure and our whatever and this yeah. and that and like our professionalism, regardless of circumstances. Though nobody said anything about this guy calling me, calling me really cool. You know, yeah. no one reported that, right? That's, that's okay. Yeah. yeah, but I told him I will pay two hundred dollars out of my own money, hire an assistant coach just so they can ref. I just I, yeah. I don't when we're this when we're the work team like the the mm-hmm. the, the coach or, or a parent or someone someone equivalent has to down ref, and yeah. I don't want to ref. I don't want to. I don't. Yeah. It takes this level of concentration. It takes these level of tight calls. Of you know, someone's not going to be happy, right? Back row. Did he step on the line? Did he not? Was he above the height of the net when he did whatever? Are they out of rotation? Yeah. Is this team leaving early? Do you want to be a jerk and call them for leaving early, <laughs> or do you just want to go to the coach and say, "Hey, they're leaving. They're leaving early. I don't want to call it." And then the coach yeah. looks at you and they keep doing it anyway, right? Which is another yeah. situation. They 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 did it anyway, and. And um, Siragusa, who's like on on the main draw, he was assistant coach. He said, "You're ser- you seriously just call that?" And I'm like, "I did go up to them and ask them to not do it first, because which as a ref, like to be a fair ref, right? You want to say, I don't yeah. want to take the point. I just want you to not do it, yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. Like if there's a screen, I don't want to take a point. I don't want the point back for the screen. I just want them to move, you know? Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, but, but no, I don't, I, I'm a hundred percent with you. You know what else I've I've learned since I'm not coaching my I'm not coaching my kids as much right now, mm-hmm. and I'm getting the and I guess I say I get to enjoy like Soren. He's playing mm-hmm. um, he's playing uh travel soccer. He's playing advanced soccer now. I don't I can't coach him, and so what what's going on is I'm getting to watch, but I get to hear these parents, and I've had to tell parents I was like guys, 
give the ref a break. Give the coach a Gangster break. Gangster rappers, I was like, dude. Well, I, said, I was like, exactly. <laughs> I was like, you see those kids? I've coached half of them for the past four or five years. That's how I know. If I'd have known y'all were talking all this shit on the sidelines, I'd have come and told you something myself. Yeah. But like, and, and, and some of them do understand. I mean, you know, and these kids, but we're playing people from New Orleans because we're from Mandeville on the North Shore, you know, just North Louisiana, New Orleans. And we're playing teams from Baton Rouge and Mississippi. So it's it's these good, they're good teams. And, and it's just like a funneler to some of these uh, elite teams that they have on the North Shore because Louisiana is starting to have some pretty decent mm-hmm. uh, uh, soccer teams. And so that's what's going on. But like, man, it's just like, man, these parents are out of control. So... I'm, nothing... I'm, I'm enjoying being the dad that doesn't say anything. Mm. I just watch my kids play. They do good. Yeah. Thumbs up, you know. Yeah. You're going to live but... and learn. Absolutely. And it's the it's the reason why this parent got away with it, because it didn't resonate with me <laughs> until later, right? Yeah. My initial reaction was uh, because I'm, I'm more chill. I was just like... Ah, and t- see you next time, you know, or better luck next <laughs> time. To, I said better luck next today, time. Satan. That's what I said. Yeah, better it. luck next time, you know. Yeah, that's it. But I, I mean, that's I it. hate that I get this long letter. People, this guy's yelling at his team, right? Oh, this guy's yelling this or that. But but this guy, right? If I have something to say, there's nothing to see here, right? And it's like, yeah. I, do I even report it? Are yeah. they going to do anything about it? You know, I no, mean, they're uh, not going to do anything about no, it. No, it's just stupid. You know, people are stupid, yo. But um. I think I have one more question. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your son, this this yeah. this kid that's become this this on on the on which, the verge which, of adulthood. No, the le- you're lefty, right? Um, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, your daughter's the uh, sweetest person, and probably the sweetest person alive. I mean, to oh, the people outside of your household, right? Uh, um, but heart. you know, but you know, what I'm saying that's what what people see from the outside in. But your son, who's yeah. growing into be, being this real man, and in so many ways, is is a man. In so many yeah, ways, yeah. like on his maturity level, is the man. He's left-handed, so that's yeah. already an advantage. So you know he's already going to be yeah. a genius, right? Um, how's what's your son's level of interest in volleyball um, right now, and um, where does where does where is he kind of going with that? His, uh, his senior year, he was all big. He wanted to play football. You know, him and his buddies, and he uh, he kind of laid the volleyball thing down. I okay, mean, I was talking to a couple of schools for him, and he had some he had some interest and stuff, but. For right now, he graduated, and like I told him, he said, "Well, I don't want to go to school just yet." I said, "All right, well, you know, you're, you're on, you're on. Time is ticking. Depends up to you. I mean, he's working for a construction group right now, but who knows?" I told him, I said, "The thing about beach volleyball is, do you have to go to college to play? Of course not." I said, "College is, if you don't think you're ready for college, don't waste our money. That's for sure." So figured that one out. I got him working with a buddy of mine. They're probably gonna go down to Florida and do some work. But he did the other day. He did mention something to me. I mean, if he's a, he's he's pretty physical. You know that he's he's matured. The football thing did make him into a you know more of a physical specimen. A super football thing. players produce super athletes. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're, they can I, play I any sport. I said, I said, look, dude. I said, you you uh, if you want to, he said, when I come down to go down there, I'm gonna play volleyball. I said, well, you might want to practice a little first because just this isn't something. But well, for him, I don't know. He played at such a young age; he could probably pick it up like this, you know. For me, I'm 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 talking to the kids that want me to coach, and I'm like, man, I may have to get in there with you because I need some reps before I get out on the sand again. But let's hope. I mean, let's see. I mean, he's he's got to make some decisions, some choices, just like I tell the other parent. I'm not going to push him to do anything. Mm-hmm. His his my 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 life or my life story isn't isn't gonna it shouldn't be the one that train i don't i don't try to push it on him right i mean i'm big with my kids about that it's like no make your make your own way figure it out you can see what i've done and you can say hey that's either worked or it hasn't i'm going to tell you what hasn't worked to enable me to make things work if you want to take that with a grain of salt be my guest but 
for right now. He, he's working out. He's doing things. He's, you know, he's, he's living life as an 18 year old in South Louisiana. You know, right. he's, he's going to these parties and he's going out to new Orleans and he's hanging out with his buddies. He's having a good time. But for right now, yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure where, where we see volleyball at or, you know, and I, and I think that's where he, he could actually excel if he did want to play. You just have to have to see. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Sean, you're you're a good father because very much like what some people said to me about me and Kelly, um, it's it's like being a father has only made you a better version of yourself and at the same time not shaving anything from your personality that makes people like yeah. you to begin with. The best compliment yeah. I ever heard was you're still Jason and Kelly, you just have a kid. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how yeah. I feel about you. You're still Sean Ladea. You just got you just got you just yeah. got a couple of you just got a couple of monsters uh, gr- uh, growing up yeah. in your house, man, yeah. you know. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, like with Stella too. She she wants to play tennis and some mm-hmm. other stuff. I mean, she hasn't played volleyball much any, anymore right now. She was yeah. she started jiu-jitsu this summer, but I told her I said during the offseason and, and I told her, I said, you've got to do it. She didn't want to do it at first. I said, you have to do it because as you get older, being a, you're a freshman in high school right now, I said, people, and I'm not just saying boys, people get, they, they alcohol gets involved in other things and people start to act different. I said, mm-hmm. you have to be able to protect yourself. And yeah. she, you know, a whole summer, big difference. And she'll start back in December. She'll start back next month. And, you know, yeah. during her breaks in school, she's going to do it. You can, Zorn, let me tell you something. A, a uh, let me tell you something. An alky? can sober up really really quick when he just realized he, he uh, a second later he got his wrist <laughs> broken right the alcohol there's a yeah. two second delay dude my arm right. dude my yeah, arm exactly. right exactly this chick this chick is nasty oh yeah exactly you know when she says no she means no you know and i kind of told yeah. her i said mm. her friends i said but yeah i said uh like yeah, make that girl mayor they make that girl mayor Ain't nobody gonna prosecute nope. her for that. They make her mayor in your town in Louisiana. No, no, I told her. I said, "Your homecoming court, and you can, you can be a mat, um, a mat enforcer." I oh said, my there god! There you go. I said, "That's that's a good little combination right there." But yeah, yeah. so, but yeah, I'm about to go. I got a I got a coach tonight. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to Hammond, where all the killers are at. Yeah, uh, we just united over there, dude. We just passed two hours, so <laughs> we did we, we did it, Sean. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm coaching tonight. I, I got my last yeah. practice before like Thanksgiving holidays. Um, I have open oh. clinics for the girls who are sticking around because I, I actually want to see who's on that champ stuff because I challenge yeah. my girls. I'm like, you're going away. That's fine. But like the girls who are winning the titles or winning these yeah. tournaments, you know, you know where they are. They're not on vacation. They're they're that's, savaging that, it. So, the, so ask, ask who you want to be. So we have open clinics for the weekend. But sorry, go ahead. that's what we have this week. So mm-hmm. whoever, when I walk into that gym tonight and I see who's out the mat, it's going to be a yeah. bunch of beasts. And yeah. So you, that's you know, Soren Soren. He's he, I put him in an in an older class because he's mm-hmm. you know he's ninety pounds as a seven year old, so he's got to compete with kids that are heavier. But but like this week, we've already talked about it. We've got some open mats. I did some training with some guys uh, yesterday. But it's uh yeah, you're gonna the people that stay during these breaks and like Christmas break, that's the ones. You know right. what I mean? Well, for uh for the people who actually followed a podcast, who actually, the, the handful of people I can count on one hand who actually live in the South Bay and listen to this podcast. Um, I do volleyball clinics every Sunday, um, yeah. starting after Thanksgiving from 4 to 5.30, ages 13 to 17. Every weekly clinic is going to have a concept, uh, serve to space, yeah. um, serve receive, you know, hold, um, yeah. uh, one move to yeah. the ball, straight and simple, stuff like that. So um, so every, every clinic, hour and a half clinic 
is going to be consolidated to um, one one or two primary focuses in, in those fundamentals. So I just wanted to throw that in. Big up to Sean Ladig. Big up to Flow Volleyball that made this happen for me for for Colorado. Big up to Kamina Sports. Gave me some yes. gave me some pretty cool gear, some shorts and a tank top. Dave's got some um, cool stuff, man. don't they? Dave, yeah. Dave, Dave used to hook me and Cameron up, you yeah. know, because uh, when we were playing. And I tell you what, I used to love, I used yeah. to love his tanks and everything. Let's give something back, though, man. Let's keep plugging them, you know, because um, right. the, the yes. gear, because yes. it's actually cool. It's actually uh, comfortable to wear. It's 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 oh yeah, it's snazzy. Still, it's it's stylish, you know. So I still, I still wear my plastic yeah. stuff. I mean, so I know Camino Outdoor. He's got mm. all. He's he's broadened his uh, horizons with that one. But yeah, for sure, Dave's Dave definitely everybody in the volleyball community and cool, anybody man. else listening any um so any um website or maybe insta handle <laughs> that people want to know more about what you what you've been up to or or it's none of their Basically. business you're a private dude <laughs> well we i mean we've got uh we've got everything with you know rome wasn't built in a day right. with uh with the ig handle yep. and facebook i mean i, I probably I think Mine got hacked, guys. I can't. I yeah. can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't follow Sean. I got yeah, hacked. It's, it's so crazy. Nikki, Cody that, Caldwell. That people, that people do that, man. Yeah. I swear, it's it's insane. But um, but no, I mean everything else. I mean, like I said, I, I'm competing for Grace United Team Jukal South, and you know we're gonna. I'm gonna keeping everybody up. This 2023 season is gonna be a big one. I'm number. I'm fourth in the world right now. in My division. I dropped, but I got. I got. I got Europe. I've got uh Pan Americans. I got the four majors and a couple of smaller ones. So. If uh, you know, Worlds is going to be in Vegas, and after Worlds, if we can, if we can take that title, I'm already made it, made my mind up where I'm going to go down to Brazil and I'm going to compete. Wow. Go to Brazil and have yeah. have you know number one against number two, make it make it a dance. Nice. So be safe yeah. out there, okay? <laughs> we'll do, brother. Like Chael Sonnen said, it's not a bowing culture. You bow to them, they'll they'll take your wallet. They hit you in the head and take your wallet. <laughs> I'm oh, kidding. Man. I love my Brazilian I'm, friends, but I thought that was a cool cho- uh, joke by oh, Chael to like arouse people. Man. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you want to antagonize someone, that's the line mm-hmm. that, that you said that Chael just said. <laughs> you know, it's like oh, you know you upset yeah. them. They saw that on the internet. He's like. I didn't know they had internet. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, <laughs> dude, dude, don't go to cool. Brazil. <laughs> right? But you go to yeah. Brazil. They love you, man. You're a hunk. Oh, I'm, I'm, de- I'm definitely going to come go down there with some some of my buddies. That hopefully I can get a couple of Brazilians to go down mm-hmm. there with me because they can, you know, they can speak the Portuguese for nice. me. Nice. All right, people. So Sean Ladig might love you, but for me. You know, I think I love you guys, too. I think that's what Sean brings to the table. Yeah, I don't hate none of y'all. I love y'all, too, okay? That's right. For all of you at home, for all of you on the lunch line at Starbucks, for all of you on your iPhone or iPad, for all of you on your desktop, who runs the world? Old school, people. Old school. For my man, Sean Ledig, I'm Jason DeBiz. This is possibly episode 159 of the Option Podcast. Stay with me. I'm going to hit my music. And we're out. Come check out the Option Podcast on optiondb.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.